It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Hey, it's that time of the week. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We welcome you to the fastest three hours on radio. I'm Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville. And for the first time, welcoming him, making his debut on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, James Barker. James, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Ron. Appreciate it. See, James Collier couldn't be here, but we had the word James in all of our <laughs> intros, so we, you know, that just Had to keep the tradition it, going. It helped out. James is a big help and has been for a long time. He and I go way back, actually. It's a small <laughs> world. It's a very small world out there. Uh, it was interesting hearing that story on the way down tonight. Almost 18 years, in fact, now. Uh, it, 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 it's incredible. It's a small state, we'll put it that way. But, again, we welcome you to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're with you from now until midnight. We'll have scores from across the state of West Virginia as they come in. And this is a night where it's kind of a little split, where you had a lot of games played earlier today. And then some games that are tip-off late because you've got a lot of these holiday tournaments. You've got the Big Ten Cardinal Conference shootout, which we'll talk about much more as we go along. And, uh, Joe, this is uh, uh, one of those awkward times of the year, right before Christmas, almost, you know, about a week before Christmas, where uh, a lot of teams are getting in some travel and uh, crisscrossing the Mountain State, and you get some uh, non-traditional matchups. Yeah, I called the uh, Scott coach Steve McComas there uh, on the way over this evening and uh, was talking about it and he was on a bus and they were going up uh, 79 headed you know, to, to the Big Ten uh, Cardinal Conference matchup. You know, we were talking a little bit ago before we went on the air but, uh, you know, a lot of these schools play a game or two like early December and in their law for you know about this time of the year, and then they really get into the, the meat of their schedule with these tournaments and then, of course, conference play uh, coming up a little later. Of course, we're looking forward to, to getting a lot of the um, results to you from the Big Ten Cardinal Conference. Yeah, that really gets tomorrow is the big day for both the boys and girls, but some games played tonight as well that are of interest. Uh, Rick Marone unable to be with us tonight. That's because as the head coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels, he actually had a game earlier uh, this evening. Uh, as part of the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge, even though Tulsa is no longer in the Cardinal Conference. Uh, this was at East Fairmont, and uh, his team took on Elkins, um, taking the place of a, a couple of Cardinal teams that weren't able to, 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 to do it this year in terms of playing in that event. This is the first time that's been up in north-central West Virginia. you got the girls' games are at East Fairmont, some tonight. Full day of basketball tomorrow. The boys' games at Robert C. Bird. Three games tonight. And then uh, the remainder tomorrow. So, uh, you know, that that's just in the Big 12 Cardinal Conference shootout. We've also got uh, Mineral County bragging rights already on, on the line in girls' basketball. Uh, a team that a lot of – and I'm, I'm teasing here. We'll get to the scores in <laughs> just a moment. But – a team that so many people had high expectations for in girls basketball in West Virginia in class AA, suffering a, an injury to a key player right off the bat, and they're struggling right now. And they, they're playing a, a schedule that is above your average AA. I'm talking about Wyoming East, 
who fell to one and five tonight. Wow! But um, their that's, girls that's hard, unheard of for them. They're right. playing South Charleston. You know, it's that <laughs> tough schedule they've started off the year with. Exactly, and they've already you know their one win though was over Morgantown. So you know, but um, <laughs> they lost to Huntington. They they lost uh, two games in the Boyd County Kentucky tournament to Boyd County and to East Carter, um, and then tonight. They fall to uh, South Charleston, very good South Charleston team with Aaliyah Dunham, who is uh, someone who, along with Jordan Dawson, will probably be your top two seniors this year, both signed with Xavier. And that's, I mean, girls' basketball talent in this state is uh, blowing up right now. A lot of Division One offers out there, and a lot of them still um, very young. But, again, the, the Cardinal Conference Big Ten boys games, we can't, Wait to hear from uh, Coach Rick Marone, too, about the girls' side of that tournament as well. And Tim Beckman from East Fairmont, he'll give us a call as well. But, guys, what what do you come to this show for? <laughs> what, why are you here? Basketball. Basketball. <laughs> and what do we bring you every Friday night? We bring you the scores. It's time for our first BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Looking for scores? Look no more. I'll handle the first one. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. We'll start with boys' basketball games. Uh, Just a handful of games that we have in right now, but the end of the third quarter in the Cardinal Conference Big Ten Challenge, it is Lincoln 43, Scott 36. Another contest tonight into the third quarter. Trinity leads Sharando, Virginia. 36-34. 36-34. Morgantown defeated Elkins tonight, 97-43. Yeah, the Mohegans went undefeated last year. Lost Kenzie Malko, who's an outstanding player. Started a bunch of seniors and off to a good start this year. too. Calvary Baptist defeats Hannon tonight, 81-41 in the Hoops Classic at West Virginia State University. Another Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge contest tonight. Herbert Hoover defeats Liberty Harrison by a final score of 43-33. It was Capital over Parkersburg, 69-54 the final in that one. Cougars get the home win. Meadow Bridge at the half with a 22-21 lead over Greenbrier West. Also tonight, Independence defeats Liberty Raleigh, 89-36. The Patriots led by Tyler Haga, 22 points, 18 from Dylan Dickens in the win. University defeats John Marshall, 86-42. A big win for the Hawks in that one. A game that just went final. Westside defeats Magnolia tonight, 79-58. In the third quarter, it's Princeton leading Mount View, 35-29. Riverview with a 24-17 lead over Mercer Christian. That game at the half. Final score tonight, George Washington defeats Riverside 73-39. Patriots go into Quincy and get the victory. Spring Valley defeats Cabell Midland tonight in the Wolves' den, 77-48. Timberwolves with the big victory. Greater Beckley Christian defeats Summers County tonight by a final of 60-52. At the half, it is Van 42, Tulsa 35. Also at the half, as I mentioned, well, actually, I just mentioned the game that had gone final in terms of Westside beating Magnolia tonight. Now, looking at the girls' scores, we're still working to get a lot of these scores in. I mentioned Wyoming East Falls tonight. It was South Charleston defeating the Warriors 54-45. Aaliyah Dunham, 15 points. Lavender Ward, 14 in the win for South Charleston. Wyoming East continuing to play without Gabby Lapartis, who injured her knee. 
Gets 21 points tonight from Jazz Blankenship and 13 from Emily Saunders in the loss. Frankfurt with 340 to play in the fourth quarter, hanging on against Kaiser. 56-52, the Falcons lead the Golden Tornado in that one. At the end of the third quarter, it is Petersburg 43, Pendleton County 19. At the half, Midland Trail leads Liberty Harrison 20-8. Final score tonight from the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. It was Tulsa defeating Elkins 51-31. Last I heard, and this was a long time ago, I'll need to check for an update on this one, but Sissonville had a 21-1 lead over Grafton in the first quarter. Also uh, tonight at the half, Midland Trail, and I mentioned Lee Liberty Harrison, 20-8. That is your opening check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. James, any scores there stick out to you as we get going here on this Friday night? Well, you mentioned the, the Wyoming East schedule. I, I think that was an interesting game. Uh, that, that, that rivalry, the girls' basketball rivalry between Frankfurt and Kaiser, you know, with only uh, three minutes to go and only a four-point lead, I'm sure that, that place is fun tonight as well. And, Joe, anything sticking out to you thus far tonight? Yeah, there's been a couple of blowouts. But you just talked about the Wyoming East game. You know, really, without your star player, you know, playing a big school like South Charleston, you know, they were only down by nine points when the final buzzer went off. So, you know, there's still a lot to go tonight. I mean, it's it's early in, in the evening and uh, looking forward to getting a lot more scores in as we go throughout the evening. And one more one more score that kind of popped out is that Westside Magnolia score. Magnolia kind of trying to rebuild from from last year's team. Westside uh, winning by 21. You, know, you wonder if Dave Tallman and the group is, is going to overcome. You would think so because of such a, how a great coach he is. So you look for them maybe not to start off real hot, but to kind of pick up some steam come January, February. And you look at that West Side program, uh, and it's the, it's the one that's always been on the fringe, but never been able to make that jump uh, in Double A on the boys' side. And uh, that's a program that has lost Justin Coger over the past couple of years, Will Fox, some outstanding talent. Seems like they're just plug them in and keep right on going. Yeah, you know, when you talk about that region three, it's Westside, Wyoming, East, and Bluefield, and then you know Pikeview has has started to kind of pick up the pace a little bit in that region as well. But those three, you know, you really expect to see two of those three in Charleston every single year. Well, and, and let's be honest, Pikeview would be a tournament team in a lot of other regions. They would. It's just. Not that particular one. And Region 2 also very good. And just the way that the split occurred there with Region 1 and Region 2, getting Fairmont Senior and Bridgeport in separate regions, uh, sort of unclogged that particular part of the state. But good basketball all around. And, again, if you want to give us a call, if you want to join the program, uh, you can do so. Just call in our phone number. We wait for the graphic. There we go. One eight five five seven eight hoops. That's eight five five seven eight four six six five seven. It's a new number. It's a new number from last year. So uh, again, we ask that you uh, delete the old number. Get this one into your contact list. Eight five five seven eight hoops. That's eight five five seven eight four six six seven seven. Also, you can get us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. And as always, basketballnight.com is the website. You know, we talk a lot about uh, games and moving people around part of the state. And one thing that we've been able to catch a break on, at least so far from a standpoint of, I mean, it normally doesn't snow this time of year here in terms of big snow, but 
cold morning tonight or this morning was not as cold as expected. There is some concern for some snow in, in the area tonight, but but Joe, you you play those distance games. There's always a risk when you when you play them of, of weather hampering travel um, for e- either from the team trying to get to the destination or the or where the game site is itself. It's, sometimes it's a measured risk playing those games. It, it is, and then you know. I mean, there's a chance of some freezing rain even tonight in our region. Uh, you don't think much about it. I mean, it's only supposed to be for a short period of time, but still yet it it can hamper road conditions. And I think back last year, and I, it, I forget which game it was. It was a game at the Coliseum in Morgantown. The visiting team actually had to get – off the bus and, and walk to the Coliseum because of all the snow and ice and had the traffic jammed up. So you, you never know what kind of situation you're going to get in. And, you know, these are kids, you know, that you're, you're traveling with and you don't want to take chances with them. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of concern out there and a lot of precautions you have to take as a coach. And earlier this week, too, before we get too far along, and, and, and we'll have much more on this as we go along, but a milestone reached for a West Virginia high school basketball coach, Dave Rogers, boys coach at Martinsburg. He he started in coaching in the mid-70s. And um, there was a little time in the 90s where he wasn't the head coach. And then back as the head coach at Martinsburg now for the last 20 or so years consecutively, just won his 700th game, which is absolutely stunning in, in basketball when you consider you get 21 scheduled games per year, you might get four or five postseason games in a good year. Uh, the tournament format's a little bit more forgiving now, but but still, yeah, that, that's winning over an excessively long period of time, especially in high school. I mean, you know, because there's so many coaches that you know you have a bad season and you know <laughs> yeah. you run out of town on a rail. But you know, that, that is phenomenal, and just the just the longevity of a career. No, you know. Health concerns and you know, moving here, having to move from with your family, etc. All these different things that happen to great coaches moving up into a different level or moving down or you know not coaching anymore because your son or daughter is not not there anymore. Just the longevity of that career, even to get 700 wins, much less 700 games, is is just a milestone. What an amazing, amazing career for that, Dave Rogers. And, and absolutely, and legitimate 700 wins at that because that's not like you said. It's hard to just coach 700 games in that period of time. That is a, a long, long sustained um, success. And, and I, we'll joke with him a little bit because <laughs> we we plan to have him on in a minute, but in a few minutes, but. And we'll get the causes take on it a little later tonight as well. Yeah, that'll be that'll be later tonight. <laughs> but you look at that program too, and that school school has been kind of part of it was shaved out um, when Martinsburg and Hedgesville went in to create Spring Mills, right. taking two schools and making three, and all three still being AAA, but. Still, that that kind of affected the size of the school. Martinsburg is a nice community. It's basically, what it did was it cut out the, the, a lot of the kids who were coming from outside the peripheral of the of the the city. But still, you've been there for long enough for a school in West Virginia to deconsolidate. <laughs> that doesn't happen you around don't hear here. That doesn't happen at all. No. So uh, we we definitely look forward to, to speaking with Coach Rogers a little bit later on tonight. Right now, we'll step aside and take a break. Well, much more of our second week of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia when we come back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. In today's economy, it's just as common for companies to merge and go out of business as it is for workers to change jobs. As a result, retirement plans can be left behind, lost or forgotten about until it's time for workers to retire. Even in the best of circumstances, workers can have questions about or problems with their retirement plans, but not know where to turn for help. That's where Pension Help America comes in. Found online at pensionhelp.org, Pension Help America connects Americans to resources that can help them find answers to questions about their retirement plans. By guiding you through a simple series of questions, Pension Help America will put you on the path to finding the help you need. Pension Help America is a website of the Pension Rights Center, a nonprofit consumer organization dedicated to protecting and promoting the retirement security of American workers, retirees, and their families. If you have a question about your retirement plan, visit pensionhelp.org. That's pensionhelp.org. A public service message from the Pension Rights Center. What if we got rewarded for every good decision? Dinner. Meal needs a vegetable. Check. Amazing. Vegetables cooked with a healthier oil instead of butter? Fantastic. Replacing bad fats with healthier fats like those in canola or vegetable oil is good for your heart. Take up the challenge for good health because the you of the future will say... Visit heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. Household pests are familiar subjects in childhood songs and nursery rhymes, but they can also pose serious threats to our health and property. Dealing with these threats may not be as easy as ABC, but it can be as easy as IPM. Integrated Pest Management employs common sense and sound solutions to treat and control pests. To learn more, visit whatisipm.org, a public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. 9-18 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We will go back, we will go to the phone lines in, in just a moment. Um, We'll hear from, uh, we'll talk with Dave Rogers, head coach of Martinsburg, in just a moment. But before we do that, guys, uh, a number that just popped up here, and <laughs> this is from Michael Minich, who has been covering the um, Big Ten Cardinal Conference girls basketball games today. Uh, he's a sports reporter for the Clarksburg Exponent Telegram. Uh, he, at the end of three quarters now, the Midland Trail leads Liberty Harrison 41 12. The three Big Ten teams have scored a combined 72 points in 11 quarters. It's good defense. <laughs> Cardinal Conference, and here's the thing, two of the games haven't even involved Cardinal Conference teams today. Those are teams that are stepping in to fill in Midland Trail. It is one that's filling in. Tulsa was, was, filling, uh, was filling in also. So you, you've got a couple of teams there that have uh, you know, not in the conference in the in the area though Midland Trail's a little bit out, but they will still claim Tulsa. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, the only reason Tulsa's not in the Cardinal Conference is because they dropped to Class yeah. A, right? Not because of any other reason. Right. I mean, that that's a quality program, and, and 
and Elkins scored 31 of those 71. So the other two combined have put up, uh, you know, not much. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. But um, do you think that's tough? Man-to-man defense or two-three zone, and you just can't shoot over top of <laughs> can't, it. Can't get the ball to the yeah. hoop. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> and, and you know what, guys? Normally we wait until nine thirty to take this break, but I want I want to take this break right now because I want to have a little bit more time to talk with uh, Dave Rogers. So we'll step aside, take a break right now. We'll come back. We'll have the head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Dave Rogers, who just picked up his seven hundredth career win earlier this week. That's when basketball Friday night in West Virginia returns here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1, or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest, shortness of breath, very fatigued, nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women, and this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Have you heard the buzz about West Nile virus? Protect yourself and your family from the mosquito bites that spread the virus. When you go outside, use mosquito repellent containing DEET. When possible, wear long sleeve shirts and pants. And remove standing water around your home where mosquitoes breed. Anyone can become infected. But if you're over 50, you're at higher risk for severe disease or even death from West Nile virus. Remember, the best defense comes from things you can do yourself. Fight the bite. Tell mosquitoes to buzz off. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to basketball night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. 922 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, James Barker. Happy to have you along here on the Fast Break Sports Network for this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We'll get another scoreboard in a few moments, a scoreboard update, but two nights ago Wednesday night Martinsburg's boys opened its season they were a little bit late because of football that happens a lot in that area Uh, picked up a 73-66 win over Sarando, Virginia and for coach Dave Rogers it was his 700th career victory he joins us 
on the program now. And Coach Rogers, first off, congratulations. Win 700. Did it feel any different in the first old 699? Oh, I'm not sure it does. Uh, <laughs> every time you get a win, it's exciting. Uh, and Coach, uh, I think that that number speaks a lot to uh, multiple things that go into coaching. Uh, the longevity is obviously part of it. The success is also a big part of it as well. But we, we were kind of joking before the break. There aren't many coaches that have been head coach at a school that is deconsolidated in this state. And uh, I wouldn't, it wasn't necessarily a full breakup of Martinsburg, but still a, a few uh, students in the school district there moved over to Spring Mills when, when that school opened. Um, how has the landscape changed in your time as basketball coach at Martinsburg High School? Well, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, it has changed a little bit, and, and the other schools do pick up uh, some of our players. But, you know, we're, we're blessed uh, with some good players and some good athletes. And, and uh, as long as you can get young men who uh, want to dedicate themselves and play hard, um, you're going to win. And, and I like a challenge, and there's been years that, that hasn't been run, you know so great, but other years that have been where we're supposed to be. And um, I remember Senator Russ Potts out of Virginia um, when we got our 600th win. That was five years ago, almost about a week uh, later. Um, had a nice plaque and sent it to me, and I've got it in my office. And but it, it's uh, it, it's a great honor, and uh, you know I've got great coaches. I've had coaches. Very very little turnover in our coaching staff. And then we've had good players that have come through our program. Well, Coach, state championships, just looking back, 2013, 2009. Uh, obviously, the one that, that most people in the state know about at that school is the 94 state championship uh, win over DuPont as well. Um, any, any one game stick out to you over, over the course of your, of your career? You know, it really doesn't. The thing that I think I'm the most pleased with is, is the competition that we have played. I mean, I was sitting down the other day. You know, we're going back to the St. James tournament again this year. It started back up, and Monverde out of Florida is coming. There's a team out of Wichita, Kansas. Last year, we flew to Honolulu, Hawaii, and played uh, uh, four games in the Iolani Classic and got beat by Sierra Canyon. They were on TV last night. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been to the Beach Ball Classic, and we've played against, you know, people like Jerry Stackhouse and Gerard Mustoff at DeMatha and Aaron Bain and Corey Alexander that went to Virginia. And so we've, we've really flying to the, we've been to flying to the hoops. So we, we play good competition. In the old Tri-State League in our area, if you weren't ready to play every night, you probably didn't win. You know, Thomas Johnson uh, had seven or eight state championships uh, during that era that we played them. And, you know, we have still kept that high level of competition. And, and I think that the thing that I see uh, in our area is people water down their schedule to get wins, and I hope I never do that. And uh, I know our players wouldn't want to do that. So I think it's important um, that you play good competition. And, you know, I'm sure we could have padded our schedule here and there a few times and maybe got a few more wins, but that's not what it's about. 
Coach, we also talk about just in terms of the landscape changing, but uh, you know, in the eastern panhandle, I mean, let's be honest, the rest of West Virginia, a lot of it's not as bad now because I think information is easier to to get out and, and, and to find out, but for a long time, it almost felt like whomever came out of the eastern panhandle to Charleston in the postseason was almost like a mystery to a lot of people who didn't follow the sport extremely close. Uh, have you noticed perceptions uh, of the panhandle in general changing, especially as that, that is the one part of the state that is just booming from a number of a uh, population standpoint? Well, I think with our baseball and our football, certainly championships, uh, I think people understand where we are and what we're, what we're about. Um, I told someone we were talking one time when I first went to Charleston, I think, we started at Martinsburg in 1975-76, so we were there in 76 and 77. And I remember looking at the map of the weather in Eastern Panhandle wasn't even on the map. <laughs> TV. So uh, it, it's gotten a little better, uh, and uh, you know we just uh, we just have to continue to do what we do, and uh, and what we do we do for uh, young people. We're talking with Coach Dave Rogers of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, who just picked up his 700th win earlier this week. Now, Coach, uh, you talk about the football success. And I know that, I mean, Martinsburg blessed with athletes. And, and a lot of those kids play multiple sports, too. Um, sometimes, you know, five state football championships in seven years means a little bit of a later start for basketball. Um, how's that affected uh, you, especially over the past uh, decade or so, where Martinsburg has been just the the class program in AAA? Well, I just and our football program is a great program, and their success uh, uh, tells you that. And and yet, and you're right; we, those young uh, half of my team this year is made up of young people that played football, so they have seven practices before we played. Uh, last Wednesday, and that's their, what the minimum what they had to have was seven. But yeah, we we are we schedule late. We'll probably schedule later even next year because we know uh, that that they're going to be there. And um, you know, it's um, that's something that you have to do. Other people have their teams uh, from the beginning to on. And I, you know, I, I I ask people, how would you like to have half your team? For three weeks, and then for one week before the game, you get your players, and then you got to play. And most people wouldn't like that situation, but you know, you, you make the best of it. You do what you're supposed to do, and uh, and, uh, and and it'll all come out in the wash. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week, Martinsburg will be in the Panther Classic at Myrtle Beach. Hey, I hear the weather's probably a little bit better down there than what it is around here right now. I'll tell you what, I'm looking at it. I'm not sure it's going to hit the 60s down there. But, you know, we've been to the Cla- uh, Panther Classic once before. Uh, it's played at Carolina Forest High School. There's 16 teams. It's going to be a great tournament. And, uh, you know, we like to get our guys out to see other places. And, you know, we've, um, you know, we when we travel, we try to stop. We, you know, we've been to the Naval Academy. We, every place that we go, we try to do something. We catch. Uh, universities on the way so they can see the the campuses but I, I think you need to um, sports is more than just let's go play a game it's it's getting your players out and get them educated and and just to do it just to give them some uh, a variety of what life's really about 
Well, Coach, congratulations on your 700th win. Congratulations on, on just the longevity, sticking it out and, and making an, uh, you know, a, a positive influence in so many lives over the course of 40-some uh, you know, I'm, I'll be polite to 40-some years now, whatever. But, um, <laughs> uh, Coach, we, we greatly congratulate for you for, uh, for that and for taking the time out to talk with us, and we wish you the best of luck not only next week but through the remainder of the season as well, and we hope to get to talk to you again. Hey, thank you very much. You guys have a great holiday. Thank you. That's Dave Rogers, head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs boys basketball team, again, picking up his 700th win. We'll talk with Bill Nestor, WPDX in Clarksburg in a moment. He's been covering the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. We'll talk with him in a moment. But first, we need another basketball scoreboard update. Joe, I'll turn it over for you for the girls to start off with with our first update here in this half hour. All right, looking for scores? Look no more. Go to basketballnight.com. Earlier, it was the Wyoming East Warriors falling to South Charleston 54-45. It's Bridgeport and a final 78-58 over Williamstown. The Golden Tornadoes of Kaiser fell to Frankfort tonight 56-52. Petersburg defeated Pendleton County 61-30. It was Fort Hill, Maryland falling to the Preston Knights. Midland Trail leads Liberty Harrison at the half, 20-8. In a game earlier, it was Tulsa defeating Elkins 51-31. That's in that Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. And the Patriots of Midland Trail defeated Liberty Harrison 49-19, and that's a look at the girls' scores. We'll go through the boys' scores quickly here. Lincoln beat Scott tonight, 59-51. Sharando, Virginia over Trinity, 54-44. It was Morgantown, 97. Elkins, 43. South Charleston defeats St. Joe, 95-65. Calvary Baptist over Hannon, 81-41. McCannon Upshur over St. Albans, 54-53. I don't have a score of this yet. We'll try to get this from Bill here in just a moment. Grafton defeated Wayne. I don't know what the final score was yet. Tigers Valley defeated Valley Wetzel 74-51. Herbert Hoover beats Liberty Harrison 43-33. It was Buffalo over Midland Trail 59-52. Capital over Parkersburg 69-54. Also tonight, Greenbrier West defeats Meadow Bridge 56-43. Independence over Liberty Raleigh 89-36 the final score there. And that Greenbrier West game, by the way, was an overtime win. And Greenbrier West outscored Meadowbridge by 13, 13 to nothing in the overtime period. University beats John Marshall tonight, 86-42. It was Westside over Magnolia, 79-58. Princeton defeats Mountview, 50-44. Cole Cochran with 22 points. Riverview over Mercer Christian, 49-37. George Washington over Riverside, 73-39. It was Spring Valley, 77. Cabell Midland, 48. Greater Beckley Christian defeats Summers County, 60-52. At the half, Van leads Tulsa, 42-35. And that's our basketballnight.com scoreboard update. Real quick update on that Van-Tulsa game. They are tied at 80 with 111 to go. Those games, they can move fast, right? Yep. Sometimes we're a little bit, uh, it takes a little bit of time to get those updates in. But uh, we'll go right back to the phone lines. Bill Nestor, WPDX in Clarksburg. He is the voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles. Robert C. Bird hosting the Big Ten Cardinal Conference shootout, the boys version, uh, this weekend. And, Bill, it's a 2-1 edge for the Big Ten thus far. 
So far, so good for the Big Ten. And, of course, a, a full slate of games tomorrow. Seven games uh, on tap and an opportunity for uh, for a lot of basketball fans to, to catch a lot of hoops uh, tomorrow. So a lot of a lot of exciting things going on in Clarksburg uh, as far as basketball tomorrow. Uh, the game that just ended, Lincoln getting a win over Scott. Uh, earlier, Herbert Hoover beat Liberty. Grafton beat Wayne in the uh, opener of the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. And, and this is the first time it hasn't been in Charleston or in the Charleston area, uh, having been at West Virginia State University uh, the past couple of years. And, and, Bill, is there a little bit of an excitement around Clarksburg having this event uh, up in, in that part of the state this year? Ryan, there's a great deal of excitement around it. And, you know, of course, you mentioned it's been uh, down south since its inception, starting out at the Civic Center and moving over to West Virginia State. Of course, that's a fantastic facility and a great opportunity. But uh, but to be able to host it at Robert C. Bird, I know a lot of the local fans are excited because uh, you know they don't really have this kind of a venue, this kind of event to look forward to. And uh, to have a, a full slate uh, on a Saturday and have the, the three games I'd like to have this evening yeah, nothing like that uh, in this area. So it should bring out a lot of uh, basketball fans. And, of course, you, you look at the, the schedule for tomorrow with Lewis County and Nitro starting off, and you've got Phil Barber and Winfield in that second game. RCB and Phil Barber locked up this week. And I'll tell you, the Colts have a, a couple senior guards in Spencer Hutkins and uh, Austin Upton. These two guys are the real deal. They, they have a chance to, to take this Phil Barber team kind of quietly under the radar into the postseason. And, of course, Bird and Logan match up in that third game, and that's when we're looking forward to getting on the air. And then uh, Bridgeport and Mingo, followed by East Fairmont, who's having a really good start to the season in the area against Sissonville. And then North Marion, who's got an unbelievable sophomore, Division One prospect that's a big powerhouse player inside. And then they're going to lock it up with Polka, and then they'll finish off with Fairmont Senior and Chapmanville. So you start at 11 o'clock, playing through the last game, scheduled to play at 8 o'clock. So uh, a lot of hoops, a lot of great games on tap for tomorrow. Bill, this is James Barker, WVOW Radio. We appreciate you're going to call that RCB Logan game, I believe, on WVOW tomorrow. What do the Eagles have that kind of matches up with Logan? Logan, very athletic, and they've, they've kind of changed the way they play this year, and they're going to press and, and run the floor a little bit more. What does RCB do to kind of counteract that? I think what Robert Seabird likes to run when they have an opportunity to. I think the big thing with this team is bringing back one return starter with uh, Trey Junkins as a big man. They've got some, some guards that are talented, but but uh, untested in a way. A lot of guys trying to fill their way around. So even though Robert Seabird would love to run, they've got to be very cautious uh, because obviously with the athletic team that Logan possesses, you don't want to get an all-in-all up-and-down-the-floor kind of uh, track beat with them because it wouldn't bode well. But uh, you know, I look for RCB, who's traditionally a straight man-to-man defensive team, to maybe throw in a little bit of zone. Uh, you'll see some full-court pressure from RCB. Usually it's a man-to-man kind of thing with a run-and-jump look maybe around mid-court in the high-trapping areas. Right. So they'll, they'll do some of those kind of things to try to get, uh, try to get some turnovers. But, but against Logan, a team that would protect the ball well and, and not uh, shoot themselves in the foot, I think RCB's going to have to be a little more fundamentally sound. And, you know, you look at a game like this for, for Robert C. Bird, it, it's, it's definitely a huge test. And all these younger guys have to not be intimidated by a team like the Wildcats. They've got to just play their game and settle into it and get things going. And, you know, it's funny because you, you, a 2 o'clock start, people don't think about how that affects kids. 
uh, you know, a lot of these kids used to just play in 7.30 tilt. So playing in the afternoon, uh, you know, getting off to a good start is important. You don't want to get behind early. So it's one of those things where you want to you want to lace them up, be ready to play, and, and you can't get too far behind in a game like this. You've got to play close and get in the halftime and then see what happens from there. But I'm looking forward to, to hopefully a pretty good matchup. A few more games that kind of stick out to me, and you mentioned Philip Barber and Winfield. Winfield just dropping from AAA just uh, uh, this year into AA, and uh, Philip Barber with the strong guard play. That's an interesting matchup to see how those two. Obviously, Logan RCB, that'll be an interesting matchup. Mingo Central with Jeremy Dillon, who um, you know just had the uh, a breakout football season. But he's known as a basketball player, transferred from Tug Valley to Mingo Central. They take on a Bridgeport team that lost a whole lot of talent from a year ago. I think that's just an interesting matchup between two schools that don't cross paths very much. Or This may actually be the first time they've played in anything. And then uh, the nightcap. Chapmanville has a lot of expectations this year. And Fairmont Senior is just the type of team to kind of you know, that's who you measure yourself up against right now because, uh, you know, the Polar Bears, uh, the reigning state champions, and you know, Chapmanville only lost by two to Polka in the, in the state tournament last year. So, uh, you know, Polka's in there with North Mary. I think almost all these games, you can find a compelling reason to pay attention or watch these games. Well, they're, they're great matchups. They really are. And I think, of course, I think that's by design. I think they look at this, you know, and what, what can they do coming back uh, with players that are going to match up and put the best uh, contest on the floor, because obviously you don't want to you don't want to lopsided affairs. You want to try to match these teams up, and, and you've got to give uh, give these guys credit for these lockups because they're all solid. You talked about that Bridgeport Mingo lockup. I think they played two years ago, and Bridgeport yes, yes, you're right. starters. Yeah, but they, they they don't have anybody coming back, so that's going to be interesting. And of course, you know, with Dylan coming off of a fantastic football season, where he had his his basketball legs underneath him, we'd be able to go. And if he's in the same kind of situation as Fairmont Senior, I know the Polar Bears couldn't uh, couldn't play three players, uh, Stills, uh, Gilbert, and Amos, because they uh, didn't get enough practice in. So they didn't play the Polar Bear Classic last weekend. They had to wait. Their first action will be this Saturday. So I'm not sure if Dylan's been in uniform or if he has, if he's up to uh, up to his standards of play. But that, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, uh, you know, North Marion's got a huge sophomore, so six foot nine, two hundred forty-five pounder. And this guy is a real deal. I'm looking forward to seeing an action, uh, when they lock up with Polka. And you said that nightcap, you know, with Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior. And every one of these games has something for everyone. And, and you, and you look at them, you're talking about athletic teams that, that love to get up and down the floor, that play exciting, uh, basketball, that, that don't really, Multi clock don't really just look to, to hold other teams down. They want to get out and play. So you're looking at uh, you're going to see what well, I would hope to see uh, a lot of exciting basketball throughout the entire day. Hey Bill, Joe Linville, he's talking about uh, the Hatfield kid there from Mingo Central. You know, uh, wasn't sure if he was going to be a hundred percent, but you know, he looked it in that uh, championship football game. But anyway, what's the atmosphere there as far as the uh, the, the the tournament with the fans uh, up your way? Well, John, I know there's a lot of excitement around. I've been talking to a lot of people this entire week about this this two-day event, and a lot of people are, are very optimistic to be able to see a lot of good basketball. And we expect to see some good crowds. I do know in the last couple of years we've had issues with, with crowds just, just coming out early in the season. So they're kind of hoping that this event will jumpstart that, get that excitement, and get those people out to the gymnasium. So, yeah, they're, 
they're hoping to get things going. And you mentioned Hatfield. What a, he's a freshman. Unbelievable right. uh, player. With the year of varsity experience under his belt. He played over in Kentucky Amazing. last year. Wow. So you, I'm looking forward to seeing him in action, too. Hopefully he's 100%. But, you know, it's a, it's amazing to see, you know, flipping back to what they did in football. Joe, of course, I know uh, you're you're a big fan of football and, and what, what these guys do. Amazing the offense that they put out on the field. I had a chance to, to call the Liberty uh, Mingo game in that opening round, and I was incredibly impressed with what these guys have. Harmon, well, I think, is a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken, as well. The other big target they have. So they've got so many great athletes on the gridiron, and, of course, some of those guys sliding over in the basketball season. You know, early, early part of the year is always difficult for these guys to be able to get those basketball legs and to play at that level. But you know what this, this event does for fans in this area is it gives them an opportunity to see some players they might not get a chance to see, maybe not until the state tournament, if then. So this really, really puts these guys, you know, in a platform and gives them an opportunity to showcase their skills and for fans in this area to, to see some great basketball players and great basketball teams. Well, Bill, you got a long day for you tomorrow. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so we're going to let you we're gonna let, let you try to get a good night's sleep in advance of that. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Hey, have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely. Right. Thanks thank you so much. Same. That is Bill Nestor, WPDX in Clarksburg, the voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles. Of course, seven games tomorrow at Robert C. Bird High School as part of that Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. And like I said, there's a compelling story in all of them. And there really is, quite frankly, in just about every high school basketball game in the state of West Virginia. That's our job to kind of try to find them and highlight them. And um, I mean, Joe, Joe, you touched on it right there with, with Drew Hatfield. I mean, he played varsity basketball. We want to make this clear. In, in seventh and eighth grade in Kentucky, you are eligible to play high school varsity basketball. He did that last year um, before coming across the uh, the tug fork this year, yep. Yep. and uh, so played well too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that, and that now you wonder how he'll do playing for his dad. His yeah. dad's the is the head coach at Mingo Central this year, so. and replacing uh, Rabbit Thompson, Thompson. Yeah. who was there for one year and uh, did a pretty good job with that program. Kind of stabilized some things there, I think. And and now they're looking to, to take off this year. Right now, we'll step aside and take a break. We'll have much more of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia when we come back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. My name is Carmelita Limas, and this is my American story. I actually did three years of AmeriCorps, and during that time I was able to work for Habitat for Humanity. When I showed up on the site, there was a hole in the ground, and by the time we left, there was a house, and a woman could sweep her floor for the first time, and she just started crying, and we all hugged her, and it was just a moment that is burned in my memory. I encourage everybody to serve because it's just something that will bring light to your life. I don't know how else to explain it. It's a way of connecting to the world and giving back and showing love to people that you don't even know. Every one of us has a role to play in making our communities and our country stronger. Discover yours. Help us continue to make a difference in the life of our nation. Go to serve.gov and find the opportunity that works for you. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. 
Hey, Chris, late for swim practice, no? Uh, I decided it wasn't really my thing. But you liked swimming. And with your grades down last semester, at least it could help with college. Oh, some kid, Frank, came by. I knocked on your door, but you didn't answer. Hey, where are your new sneakers? Oh, I forgot them at school. Well, you seem to be forgetting a lot lately. The signs are there. So is our help. For advice on coping with teen drug use, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country and protect the things we love. But for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs. But as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone. For confidential support, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. It's 948 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, James Barker, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you along all across the Fast Break Sports Network, wherever you may be listening tonight. We have affiliates pretty well all across the state. We pretty well have the state covered, um, including WVOW and Logan. And we, we greatly appreciate you guys uh, being part of the, the family. We were an early yeah early uh, affiliate. Been there pretty much from the onset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, I think Fred Dameron are. Uh, we don't have a title for Fred. Uh, <laughs> the guru, the, 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 our fearless leader, Fred Dameron, uh, gave you a call and was like, "Hey, can we do that?" And we're like, "Yeah." Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. And that was about that was about the end of that negotiation. It was really easy. But uh, we, we greatly appreciate you guys being along the, the entire time as well. And we appreciate all of our, uh, our new affiliates. We continue to grow. We may grow by next week. You just never know. Just keep an eye out on, on Twitter for us, at hoops underscore roundup. Um, a little bit later on, we're going to – have our student athlete of the week. That will come up in our 10 o'clock hour. Our standout athlete of the week. This is the third year that we've done this, and I continue to call it the student athlete of the week, even though it is the standout athlete of the week. You would think I would get that right eventually. I will about the time the season's <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, that's how that goes. But, um, James, let, let's, let's jump right back into talking Cardinal Conference Big Ten shootout since that seems to be kind of the, the most – encompassing event as of right now and on the boys side the the Big Ten getting two wins over the Cardinal Conference uh, tonight and uh, the Cardinal Conference getting one win and then tomorrow though do you think that this really is a surefire which conference is better type deal or is this just one of those (laughs) hey let's just go play there's some bragging rights but you can't take a whole lot from it. What were what, what, what your thoughts on that? I, I think you can kind of tell when these teams get together and you can kind of see who the stronger conference is. What's interesting about this uh, challenge that's happened is that uh, the Big Ten has won two and then they've tied twice. So the Big Ten kind of holds those bragging rights right now. And if there was a year 
that the Cardinal could kind of sneak in and, and steal one of the victories in the challenge uh, overall, it would be this year with you know RCB not as uh, as strong as they have been in years past. Bridgeport losing uh, a lot of seniors off that basketball club as well. So this may be the year that the the Cardinal Conference can kind of to get that win in this challenge but when you look at it like that ACC Big Ten challenge every year everybody's like well the Big Ten may be better this year and then the ACC always ends up winning that challenge so I think you can see the strong teams show up and you really start to see the favorites for Charleston in this term even though it's early on in the year you start to really see the favorites show up uh, obviously Fairmont Senior is going to be one of those teams I'm interested to see how Bridgeport and RCB kind of rebound from last year and then when you have new teams like Logan and Winfield into the Cardinal. I'm interested to see how they play coming down from AAA into AA. Somebody said it earlier, the key is the matchups. I mean, you know, how do they do, you know, when they sit down, how do they match these up? And, and you know, a lot of, you know, research has went into this. And that's that's the key right there, the matchups. And, and I can tell you right now, I, I know that basically on the Cardinal Conference side of things at least, the coaches get together and they more or less just kind of see? vote how their teams, how they, they'll be through you know one through right. ten, and uh, they do the best they can. Yeah, I thought I, sometimes it, they don't get it right, but they try. I mean, they, there's an honest effort. There is, and I thought it was interesting that Chapmanville got the one, even though Polka obviously has been the crown jewel of the Cardinal Conference for the last you know four or five years. So it, it's interesting that that Chapmanville got that one. That that speaks highly of where the coaches where they and they've seen these teams play throughout the summer. So it thinks you know the coaches have voted Chapmanville one, so they they think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, Fairmont obviously is going to be the one because they're the defending state champions. It was interesting to see where Bridgeport and RCB were that mix, though, too, with, I think, the, the four and the five seed matchup. So, uh, you know, it's it's difficult sometimes for the, the conferences uh, to, to have a perfect matchup. But I think they've, they've done an excellent job this year, especially when you look at the star power involved. Well, guys, over the years, when it comes to high school girls basketball, you might not be all that familiar with the program at Buchanan Upshur, but the Buccaneers are off to a 4-0 start this season. That includes a 25-point victory over Greenbrier East earlier this year, a 27-point win over Preston, a 45-point victory over Capital, and a 20-point win over Ripley. Buchanan Upshur 4-0 for the first time since 1992. Jeremy Maxwell is the head coach of the Buccaneers. He joins us now on the program. Coach, so far, so good here in this uh, season, 4-0. It's hard to be much better than what you guys have been to this point. Yeah, yeah we're real excited about this year so far. Uh, and, Coach, just uh, getting off to that fast start, we talked about the, the history of being the first time in, in you know, roughly 24, 25 years uh, since this program has been there. That's they were playing in the fall. Girls played basketball in the fall when that happened. Not since the move to winter has Buchanan Upshur been off to such a good start. Uh, tell me about the uh, the feelings about the uh, you know around that program right now. Uh, the the community starting to maybe see that those girls are really good. Yeah, it's it's we have a lot of community support. Um, you know, we've. Uh, put a lot of work in these girls um i actually started coaching these girls uh some of them when they're in sixth and seventh grade had the opportunity to move up with them so we've just been trying to develop a winning culture and uh you know there for a while 
uh, bas- girls basketball um, at our school uh, was was struggling. Um, probably only won about thirty games in ten to fifteen years. So, and we've we just learned how to win and 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 learned how not to settle for just being average. And um, we took our licks along the way, but now we're starting to to really starting to figure things out, and and we're real proud of them. Another big game for your your ball club coming up on Wednesday night at home against the Lincoln, a highly regarded Class AA program, um, a program that's been one of the top programs in North Central West Virginia in, in recent years. Is that another just kind of a, another challenge along the way for your ball club? Yeah, I mean we we haven't shied um, away in our scheduling. Um, we we figured if we want to be mentioned as one of the best and we we got to play him and we don't have to play him but we have to beat him as well so um that's what we've been doing and gradually we've been trying to uh you know pick them off as we can and uh you know st albans uh tomorrow night is a, is a real exciting game they're they're definitely going to be the one of the best teams that we we play all year real talented and uh you know in our conference it's there's a lot of double a schools but they're they're all a lot of top five double a schools so you know, even the double-A schools we play are are legitimate teams. And, and, Coach, for anybody who goes to watch your team play for the first time, what will they see style-wise? What, what, what are you looking at from your basketball club? Uh, well, we, we play a lot of girls. Um, we go real deep. Um, we can go up to 10 deep. And we're, we're a full-court pressure team. Um, 32 minutes a game, 94 feet. and uh, we, we really strive for the intensity on the defensive side and, and hopefully create more uh, turn, turnovers and, and more opportunities. I think right now uh, through four games we're, we're averaging uh, forcing 34 turnovers a game, um, close to 30 offensive rebounds. So, uh, you know, these girls get after it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we, we've been wanting to do, and that's what they're doing. Coach Maxwell, we, we we're in a, a rush to go here, but we greatly appreciate your time. Congratulations on a great start. Wish you the best of luck through the course of the season as well. We'll maybe get to talk with you again here a little bit later on this year. Appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. All right, that's Jeremy Maxwell, head coach of the Buchanan Upshur Buccaneers. Those girls off to a 4-0 start for the first time since 1992. Again, that's when they played in the fall. Interesting. There you go. Coming up, we'll get another check of our scoreboard update as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. When they arrived at the sheds, a crowd of women erupted into shouting and booing. Marta was right. The strikers were more organized than ever. They carried signs that said, Huelga, strike. They were yelling, help us feed our children. When Esperanza saw their menacing faces, she wanted to run. She wanted to tell them that her mother was sick, that she had to pay the bills. Then maybe they'd understand why she needed her job. But she knew it would not matter. The strikers only listened if you agreed with them. When the guard wasn't looking, one of the strikers picked up a rock and threw it, barely missing a woman's head. Esperanza's heart was beating wildly as she and the women took their places. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Esperanza Rising by Pam Munoz Ryan. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. 
Did you know that many people who are infected with STDs show no symptoms? When left untreated, STDs can spread back and forth between partners. If your partner has recently been diagnosed with an STD, make sure you get tested too. Talk with your healthcare provider about STDs and testing. Visit gytnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. Remember, all STDs are treatable and most are curable. A message from CDC. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. We begin hour two of, as I said, the fastest three hours in radio. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville and James Barker here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're getting a check of all the scores across the state of West Virginia. And we'll start off with James getting a check of the girls' scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. Lead things off at South Charleston, defeating Wyoming East 54-45. to Aliyah Dunham, 15 points for the Lady Black Eagles. Pocahontas County, 45-29 over East Hardy. Bridgeport Indians defeat Williamstown, 78-58 to on the girls' side. Frankfurt defeating their arch-rival, Kaiser, 68-62. to Abby Beeman. 35 points on the evening for the Lady Falcons. Pikeview Panthers defeat Oak Hill 66-37. to And you have the Petersburg Vikings 61 over Pendleton County who scored 30. 61-30 final there between the Vikings and the Wildcats. Preston defeats Fort Hill, Maryland 58-52. to Then you have the Shady Spring Lady Tigers 46, Liberty Raleigh 32, so a win for the Lady Tigers. They move to 3-2 on the sea of correction. 3-2 on the season. As Then you have the Tulsa Rebels in that Big Ten Cardinal, uh, Cardinal Challenge as they defeat the Elkins Tigers 51-31. And then Midland Trail defeats Liberty Harrison 49-19 in the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. Now taking a look at the scores on the boys' side of the scoreboard. It was the Lincoln Cougars over the Scott Skyhawks tonight, 59-51. It was Sharando, Virginia over Trinity Warriors, 54-44. It was the Mohegans of Morgantown over the Tigers of Elkins, 97-43. South Charleston Black Eagles over St. Joe, 95-65. It was Calvary Calvary Baptist over Hannon, 81-41. It was Buckhannon Upshur 
one-point winner over St. Albans, 54-53. The Pioneers of Wayne fell to Grafton, 68-62. It was the Tiger Valley Bulldogs, 74, over Valley Wetzel, 74-51. It's Herbert Hoover over Liberty Harris, 43-33. Buffalo defeated Midland Trail, 59-52. It was Capital over Parkersburg, 69-54. Greenbar West over Meta Bridge, 56-43. Independence defeated Liberty Raleigh, 89-36. It was John Marshall falling to University, 86-42. And Westside defeated Magnolia, 79-58. James Monroe defeated Narrows, Virginia, 71-38. It was the Mount View Golden Knights falling to the Princeton Tigers 50-44. Riverview over Mercer Christian 49-37. Riverside fell to George Washington 39-73. The Timberwolves of Spring Valley over Cavill Midland 77-48. With Summers County falling to GBC 60-52. It was the Valley... Fayette Greyhounds falling to Bishop Donahue, 67-61. And in a tight one, went right down to the wire in Van. The Tulsa Rebels defeated the Van Bulldogs, 83-80. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. You can always get the scores on at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter or basketballnight.com. It's now time for our standout athlete of the week. This week's standout athlete of the week is Doug Workman from Point Pleasant. Joining us on the program here is Dylan Stone making his debut on the show. As uh, he, he has some big shoes to fill. Andrew Harrison graduated. He's gone. It's yeah. yours now. Yep. I mean, definitely uh, big shoes to fill. Andrew did a great job, uh, as he does with everything. So uh, excited to get one under my belt, though. And speaking of doing a good job, Doug Workman for Point Pleasant in uh, a big win over Gallia Academy last week, a game that came right down to the wire, went into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 38 points in that win. Tell us what you've been able to learn a little bit about Doug Workman, not only on the court, but off the court as well. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you mentioned that game against Gallia Academy. It did go into overtime. It was actually Doug that uh, hit a three-pointer, that hit a three-pointer to uh, send it into overtime. So uh, he, he uh, finished with 38 in that game, uh, contributed four rebounds as well. And uh, you'll hear... A little later on from uh, one of his assistant coaches that uh, it's it's not just the work he does on the court though it's the work he does off the court he's he's involved in uh, in choir with school he's involved very heavily with the church uh, in, in the community and uh, he 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 works with with his team to to go visit uh, a nursing home that's actually something that the team was getting ready to do is uh, go to uh, have a team visit to a nursing home just to try to you know add something else to the community that that uh, that you wouldn't get normally and uh, one uh, interesting fact about Doug, uh, his home life is he's the youngest of four children. All three of his siblings are sisters, so you know uh, he certainly uh, <laughs> certainly was put through the ringer uh, growing up, I'm sure. Uh, again, that's Doug Workman, our standout athlete of the week from Point Pleasant High School. And Dylan had a chance to learn a little bit more about this week's standout athlete of the week. Doug Workman is a seasoned shooting guard who, because of his faith, is a dependable teammate, solid academically in the classroom, and provides a helpful example to all that commands respect. For these reasons, he is this week's Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. 
As for his prowess on the court for Point Pleasant, look no further than this past week's rivalry game against Gallia Academy in Galpolis, Ohio. The senior poured in 38 points for the Big Blacks in a narrow two-point overtime victory over the Blue Devils. Seven of his 12 baskets were from three-point range, with his final tray forcing the game into the extra session. Nevertheless, as stellar as this performance is, Point Pleasant assistant coach Cody Greathouse says that Doug is just as impressive off the court. Douglas is a rare kid. Just what he can do on the court and off the court. He's a great kid, gets great grades, and takes the hardest classes at Point Pleasant High School. Uh, He's big in his church. He's brought that faith uh, into the team to help them believe in each other and believe in Doug himself. Doug's father, who is also named Doug, echoed the coach's sentiment, saying that regardless of his son's remarkable heroics on the court, he is pleased with how his son conducts himself off of it. Actually, I just told you the other night, we're probably more proud of him for what he is off the court. You know, after that game, he sang a song in church, and, and we were real proud of him for doing that. And also, he's a really good kid. I mean, he's a good teammate. They're not selfish in any way. Also, Workman's father says that he is impressed by the dedication Doug exhibited while refining his basketball skills and is gratified that his son's work ethic is paying dividends. Yeah, he works uh, pretty hard. and He'll shoot 500 foul shots, you know, or put up a many hundred threes and that type of thing so he works hard at it pretty committed like he wants to be good glad to see a little bit of hard work paying off for him but doug isn't one to boast about accomplishments instead preferring to deflect the credit coach greathouse claims doug was quick to thank his teammates for enabling his performance at galpolis with that game at galpolis doug stepped up and they wanted to feed doug the ball i know he went off for 38 but doug even said after the game like he didn't do that his team were the ones that set him up, and they were wanting to get Doug the ball. Those kids, they definitely see Doug as a leader. They've bought into his whole persona of wanting to score and, and wanting to get his teammates involved as well. Coming into his final season, Doug was challenged to take on the responsibility for piloting this year's Big Black squad to where it wants to go, all while holding his teammates accountable for their actions. He's stepped up in a lot of different ways in gameplay and leadership. He's the type of guy that if you mess up and you're not doing your job, Doug doesn't see it. He'll let them know. Kids respond to that. In the locker room, he keeps the guys up during halftime for trailing. His leadership really stands out in a bunch of different aspects on and off the floor. If they're not doing their work in class, Doug helps them any way he can with homework or anything like that. As a leader, there are a lot of different facets, and Doug sees that he does what he can for the team. Doug's father says because of his son's demeanor and nature to be a gym rat, these things cause others to naturally gravitate toward him. I think it's just something that comes with maturity and being an old, older. You know, he's played varsity level for three years. That you've seen that as you as you get older, you mature into that role. I think now that he is a senior, he's got a lot of the younger kids that look up to him, and he leads by example. You know, he does all the practices and things in the fall, and every time the gym's open, he's that kind of kid that'll be there working hard. And just by having a good attitude, I think that plays where that makes him a leader, where other people look to him for that leadership quality. In addition to his basketball prowess, he is an accomplished player in both golf and tennis for Point Pleasant High School. With his drive to continually excel on and off the court, he is certainly preparing himself for future success. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Dylan Stone. Thank you very much, Dylan. Good, Good job, job in your debut. Job. Yes, welcome to the family. The family grows. And much like uh, certain fictional accounts of families, once you're in the family, we just don't let you go. There's no way out of the family. <laughs> no black balls. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you're, you're in the family. 
we're good. But uh, nonetheless, ten ten on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia, and uh, good to learn a little bit more there about Doug Workman. And again, we go through these scores uh, week in week out. We'll, we highlight some players here and there, but it's such a small picture, Joe, in the lives of these young men and women across the Mountain State. It is, and I was really impressed with what this young man's father said. He said, you know, we're as proud as uh, Doug off the court that we are on the court. And, you know, a lot of parents are not like that. You know, they want their kid to be the superstar of the team. But, uh, you know, these kids get out here, you know, they're a lot of them are, are just down-to-earth good people. You know, when you talk to them at school or at a basketball game, they may be a little shy from you because – they probably don't know you but when once you get to know a lot of these kids i mean that's just like you know from uh, i'll use scott for an example you know when you follow these kids all through high school and they get to their senior year you know i get emotional with these guys you know they're moving on and you know they're going on to college and into their careers and so forth so uh, you know these kids are, are human just like we are then to jump in there ryan it, as a as a coach myself your job is to teach you know i coach football these job is to teach these men to be young men you know how to be a man and how to how to grow up and and take accountability for actions take accountability for things uh yeah we like to win football games at chapmanville too but for the most part we like to see young men grow up and, and become something uh we just had a young man sworn in uh as a house of delegates member that from the 2010 uh football team in chapmanville um, we've got two more in med school Th- those are the type of things that that you really are proud of when you look back on on seasons and a accomplishments and to hear about Douglas there uh, the things that he's doing outside of the sporting world outside of the classroom even just amazing uh, for a young man to take charge and, and really be a leader not only on his team but in the community and of course you can always submit standout athlete of the week nominees on our website basketballnight.com we had a bunch of them this week. That was a tough one, to, tough one to choose from. And 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 just so you know, when you submit those, just because someone's not chosen that week, doesn't mean that they're eliminated. We don't necessarily start fresh or still in the pool to be uh, selected next week. So, of course, if you've got any updated information, we'll gladly take that as well. But um, yeah, guys, uh, while we were talking, you got a couple more scores in there. Um, Sissonville's girls defeated Grafton tonight, 85-29 in the Big Ten Cardinal Challenge. Um, also, the and, and Joe had this when we went through just a moment ago. On the boys' side, um, Grafton defeating Wayne, 68-62 in the um, Big Ten uh, Cardinal Conference shootout on the boys' side. So, and, and tomorrow's a busy day for that event. Um, the girls at East Fairmont, there are eight games tomorrow. And then there are seven boys' games at Robert C. Bird. So if you That's like a basketball, lot of basketball. Now, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a little concentrated area. I mean, you know, East you know, Fairmont, not too far from Clarksburg and from Robert C. Bird High School, just a short trip down I 79. And, um, you know, for a lot of folks from. You know the 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 area that is covered by the Cardinal Conference. The only times that you go through North Central West Virginia, or if you're going to Morgantown, or if you're going to Pittsburgh, it's not often you stop in these little towns that are they're more than just little exits off the side of I seventy nine. You don't stop to get gas and <laughs> go on on your way. Yeah, yeah and, and, and that's something too that I think is a big deal. 
and, and Bill Nestor talked about just get, getting to see different parts of the state. And, and Dave Rogers talked about it as well. Getting to see different places and making the high school basketball experience much more than just simply go to the gym, show up, play a game, go home, go back, practice, go home, go to the gym, show up, play a game. Uh, it, it's much, much bigger than that. And, and I have to throw one quick story in before this break. And I'm still going, I'm going back a half hour still here. But uh, Dave <laughs> Rogers mentioned that uh, Martinsburg will play at Carolina Forest high school in the panther uh classic this upcoming week in myrtle beach the year that carolina forest opened was my sophomore year in high school which was ironically 1999 1999 is coming up much today but um <laughs> i was a, yeah when i was a, when i was at wayne high school as a baseball player we played uh in in the Hawaiian Tropics Classic. We had a game that was scheduled for at Myrtle Beach High School. This fog came in off the ocean. They moved us to Carolina Forest, where we watched Brito High School, which was a USA Today Top 25 team, uh, win a game ahead of us and just annihilate a team that we had thought was pretty good, and we still think was pretty good. But um, this fog rolled in there. So we were at Carolina Forest High School ready to play a game, Fog rolled in there, and we ended up having to move to Sockesty High School, whose boys basketball coach at that time was Dan D'Antoni. Huh, imagine. From Mullins, West Virginia, and the current Marshall men's basketball coach. It's a gorgeous high school, too. It's a great facility yeah. in Sockety. Now, their baseball field, though, it's kind of pinned in there a little bit. It's, got, it's an odd shape. You'll just have to Google it. Just just trust me on that one. <laughs> just Google it. Just look at the Google map and it's just like, wow. We talked about a small world. It's been a small world. It's just a small world. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and in that game, by the way, Ty Harmon, the younger brother of Wayne football coach Tom Harmon, hit a grand slam against Royal Beach. There you go. Alright, tied it all together. <laughs> we'll be back with more basketball Friday night in West Virginia when we come back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved. Because these legs never grew weak. Because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Nearly all victims of shaken baby syndrome suffer serious health consequences, and at least one out of every four babies who are violently shaken dies from this form of child abuse. Anyone, from parents to caregivers to bystanders, can do something to help. Tell everyone about the dangers of shaking a baby and what to do if they become angry, frustrated, or upset. Visit www.cdc.gov injury to learn about shaken baby syndrome and ways to prevent it. A message from CDC. 
Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. 1019 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, along with James Barker. Happy to have you along on the second week of this program. Of course, if you want to give us a call, our phone number 855 78 Hoops. That is 855-784-6677. Of course, you can always interact with us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. You can visit basketballnight.com. You can email us scores at basketballnight.com. You can text the program 304-249-4924. And we don't have Bo Anderson just yet. But if you want to give us some questions, if you've seen anything um, at any of the games, yes, anything that's kind of caught your attention as being unusual and you want a question from uh, to be answered by an official, we're not talking judgment calls. We're talking about more or less rules, game administration, et cetera. Um, by all means, submit that to us. We'll try to get your question answered when we have our resident referee on. And we'll try to stump him. <laughs> That's hard to do. We though. haven't done it yet. <laughs> Four years we've tried. we've tried. We have thrown everything at him. We have learned that you can take a charge with your back to the offensive player. Never seen it called, but it, it, it exists. I mean, and, but I mean, again, one of the cast of characters on this program that, that makes this program go. And James, I know this is the first time that you, you've had a chance to be with us, and we'll talk about this more toward the end of the show a little bit. But uh, I know that you followed this program along the way. Now you're sitting here in the chair. We had Rick Kozlowski from Martinsburg come in last year for the Martinsburg Journal and sat in on a, on a show and, and joined us uh, on the final show last year. Of course, you know, that's an eight-hour trip for him, so it's not one of those things that's going to happen very often. But um, you'll be joining our cast as a, a regular co-host of this program. Uh, your thoughts just uh, on being here so far? It's been a, it's been a great experience so far. I, you know, uh, coming back to Marshall where – uh, I got my education and uh, back in Huntington. Uh, I don't get to visit as much as I used to uh, now with uh, family, but uh, just uh, great, great setup. And uh, you know, it, it, like you said earlier, it's it's just grown exponentially in, since the beginning. And uh, the way and how fast we are able to get scores here on basketball night in West Virginia is amazing. Now, you know, used to it wasn't, and you know, midnight you were still asking for scores. Now it, you you're asking for maybe one or two by the time you get to midnight. So yeah, you you got to thank your your loyal viewers and listeners out there that have really made this grow and and been such a part of the exponential growth. This really is their show. Yes, we just sort of put everything together right. and try to tidy it up and deliver it in that form. You know, 
what's the old saying about like Beetlejuice? You say the name and, and it shows up. Is it? It was a Beetlejuice. Is that right? It's a three yeah, times. That's it. Well, I heard Bo Anderson's name three oh, times. No. And guess who is with us now on the phone line? That's right. It's our resident referee, Bo Anderson, joins us on the program. It's Bo time in Huntington. And it has nothing to do with chicken and biscuits and a long line of <laughs> cars that, that took place a year ago. Bo Anderson, our resident referee, joins us on the program. Bo, welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, buddy. I'm, uh, I actually had a short trip tonight, and I'm home already. And I can't believe it. I didn't have to wait. <laughs> that will event. change. <laughs> well, I know it will. Probably about the middle of... Uh, uh, January, I'll be on the phone for three hours. <laughs> you know, that's the ironic part. The show is exactly three hours, and we had Bo on hold for three minutes or three hours and five minutes one night. I don't know how that happened, but um, <laughs> Bo always takes his time to, to talk with us, and we we greatly appreciate it. Um, but I'll jump right in. I, I had a chance to see a couple of games earlier this week. Uh, one of them had something that I don't know that I've seen before, and I didn't get an explanation at the time. I'll try to uh, explain it as best I can. Um, the, for sake of argument, we'll call a home team and away team, just to simplify this. Um, okay. Away team scores a basket. Now, I look down because I'm, uh, you know, I announced who made the basket. Um, away team picks up the ball and while I'm looking down I hear the whistle and the official comes over and gives a delay of game warning to the visiting team the team that allowed the basket now I've, I've seen the home team or in this case the scoring team get a delay of game warning for catching the ball out of the net or, or whatnot. And, and there was a, that was a point of emphasis some years ago that's kind of carried through how does the team that allowed a basket get a delay of game in that situation? Well, the the team that you know that you know if the team that scores doesn't interfere with the ball, and the other team gets the ball, and they're not going to take it out of bounds, a five second count should start. And you know you, you allow the team that's supposed to take it out uh, a second or two to get it and if uh, they're all standing around like they got the deer in the headlights look uh, then you start a count and either they get it out and get it in before you get to five or you have a five seconds um, your four warnings are interfering with the balls that come through the basket which would be by the team that scored uh, then also there's a warning for failure to have the court ready to play whenever a team comes, whenever a timeout is finished, and that would be like water on the floor, allowing them to have water and it gets spilt and they have to spend time cleaning it up after the timeout is over, and then uh, huddling in contact with the free throw shooter and then reaching through the plane without touching the ball or player, uh, trying to guard the person taking it out of bounds. Those are your four warnings, but a five-second count should have started on that particular play. There shouldn't have been any warning for delay as soon as that team, he's got the ball and uh, he's not taking it out. The count's going to go and he better get it out and get it in before you get the five. And what I thought was interesting about that, I never saw that in that. No one argued. Not a single person upset about it. And just like, okay. 
Well, they which is good, but they couldn't find what page that was on. <laughs> <laughs> they were lost. Uh, I appreciate you uh, though on that because, I, like I said, that was just that was just one of those things you see and you go, I I've watched a lot of basketball. That one was new. Um, I'll, I'll put Joe on the spot here. Joe, you have any uh, any situations you've run across for? Uh, for no, Bo? I can't think of any right off. But what amazed me that he must have thought we locked the door. He said he was close and already home on the couch. I'm I'm surprised he didn't try to break the door down and get in the studio tonight. We have upped our security, by the way. <laughs> no, Joe, and it's good to hear from you. I uh, I actually uh, probably could have snuck up there and got in there and slid in and surprised you, but uh, but I didn't. But I have a play for you that happened last night. Uh, the visiting team was shooting a free throw. Uh, it was a one-and-one, and they missed the free throw, and the home team grabbed the ball and put it in the visiting team's basket promptly. <laughs> and, and it was a one-point game at the time in the fourth quarter. It was 43-42, to 42, and they scored for the visiting team and made it 45 to 42. And I'll let you know the procedure on that because some people didn't understand when that happens in a game, the officials should stop play once the basket scored, make sure that the scores table understands you're going to credit the, the visiting team with two points and the home team is going to take the ball out of bounds. And no one gets credit for those points. You make a footnote in the scorebook that the home team scored two points for the visitors. Nobody gets credit. And somewhere I've heard that someone had said the closest person to them. Well, that isn't the case. Uh, I didn't hear that last night. But that's not the case. Uh, I guess that's on page 1800 of the fans' manual. But that, that's, not, that's not the case. The, you credit the team with the two points, and you make a footnote that the home team scored in the visiting team's basket. But um, So it was a little bit unusual. I mean, I've had that a couple times, but it's been a long time since I've seen that. Hey, Bo, even though we're early in the season, was there any, any big changes in any of the rules for high school basketball this year? Well, the main one, and people are still not understanding it, Joe, I, I talked about it a little last week, but I would like to touch on it again. The main one that really – anybody's going to notice and still may not is on a foul out or disqualified player or a player that's directed to leave the game due to not wearing the uniform properly or, uh, you know, one of those scenarios like that. The time that the coach has to get that player substituted for and get his sub in the game is 15 seconds. So as soon as the procedure is, you tell, you know, the, the scorekeeper tells you that's five fouls. First thing you do as an official is go tell the coach, coach, that's five fouls on number such and such. You have 15 seconds. Then you turn to the timer and tell them to start the 15 seconds. And at that point in time, as soon as I tell them to start, they're supposed to hit a horn immediately. And then in 15 more seconds, hit another horn. So they only have 15 seconds to get the player in the game. We've had some people that's not gotten that right yet. Some have, some haven't. And I know it's new and everybody's got to get used to it. And, you know, a lot of times when you go to these games, the clock keepers have been doing it a long time. The bookkeepers have been doing it a long time. 
and things that are new they have to get used to as well. But that's probably the main change. Uh, you know, again, uh, they told everybody that, you know, even though along the lane lines they can't enter the semicircle, the free throw line while the shooter is shooting the basketball, somebody found out a way to get by with that because they weren't allowed to pass the line and block them out till the ball hit the rim. They got the same as the shooter. The only thing they can do is step into the lane on the release of the ball. And th- those are the two main things that were changed. Other than that, there was really no major changes this time. And I'm glad because uh, <laughs> every time there's a lot of changes, obviously just like this little simple 15-second thing, and nobody's used to it yet, and everybody's got that, uh, what do you mean? Uh, but, um, you know, they, the Federation, I talked to them, and uh, but their claim is that you – they didn't want that 20 seconds. They said, it's still taking too long to get us up. So 15's it, and that's the way you do it. <laughs> well, Bo, always a, always a pleasure. Always appreciate it. We'll try to hit you with something next week, maybe throw you a little bit off, off guard, maybe. Well, you know, you can, you know, you can try. <laughs> um, <laughs> Four years, we haven't done it yet. You, you know, you might, but, uh, you know, you can try. I'll be calling you in from, uh, I've got a little trip next Friday, so I'll be at a little bit of a distance, but I'll uh, I'll be touching base with you at some point in time. And uh, I'm glad the season has started and the show has started. And uh, you know, again, you know, you guys do a fantastic job at the show. And uh, I, you know, I tell people all the time: if you want to know something about high school basketball uh, scores, uh, what's going on with teams, uh, you know, all you need to do is turn it on Friday nights, and and you can hear a lot of good stuff that that goes on throughout the state and it's it's good for the kids uh, it's good for the schools and the teams and uh you know i just uh am glad to be a part of it and be able to maybe give some people an understanding of the game a little bit that maybe they really didn't know uh in the past all right that's our resident referee bo anderson we always appreciate hearing from him we've got to step aside take a break when we come back we'll get a scoreboard update and we will hear from our standout athlete of the week We'll do that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you remember poodle skirts, mini skirts, or bell bottoms, you're just the right age. Whether you listen to Bing Crosby or Chuck Berry. Or the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees, or the Beatles. We need your help. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you too can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Any age is the right age to donate the gift of life, and the need is great. Today, thousands of people are waiting for a transplant. But only one in three of us over the age of 50 is a registered organ donor. If we all registered, imagine how many lives we could save. How many families we could help. So whether you remember the first step on the moon or the last step of the hustle, take an important step today and learn more. Get the facts. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. 
Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, my name is Jeffrey, but people in this town call me Maniac. They call me that because I'm the fastest runner in town. But just because everyone knows who I am doesn't mean I belong. I don't really belong anywhere. You see, I'm an orphan, and I wander the streets just looking for a place that I can truly call home. My name is Maniac McGee, and I'm all alone. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Maniac McGee by Jerry Spinelli. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. It's 1035 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We are going to talk with our standout athlete of the week in just a moment. But first, another check of your BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. We're going to race through these boys' scores tonight. Lincoln defeated Scott 59-51. Sharando, Virginia defeats Trinity 54-44. The Morgantown Mohegans defeat Elkins 97-43. South Charleston defeats St. Joe 95-65. Calvary Baptist beats Hannon 81-41. It was Buchanan Upshur. With a one-point win over St. Albans tonight, 54-53. Grafton defeats Wayne, 68-62 in the Big Ten Cardinal Conference shootout. Tigers Valley defeats Valley Wetzel, 74-51. It was Herbert Hoover over Liberty Harrison, 43-33. That game also part of the Big Ten Cardinal Conference shootout. Jefferson over St. John's, Virginia, 76-42. That was in the Cougar Classic. It was Nicholas County, 84. Roan County, 80. Buffalo defeats Midland Trail, 59-52. Capital over Parkersburg tonight, 69-54. Clay Battelle, 6,129. Eastern Ohio out of Reedsville defeats Wahama, 66-47. It was Greenbrier West, a 56-43 overtime winner over Meadow Bridge. Independence beats Liberty Raleigh tonight, 89-36. The Patriots with the big win. The University Hawks knock off the John Marshall Monarchs, 86-42 the final. The Madonna Blue Dons get a win tonight over Steubenville Catholic Central Ohio, 53-37 the final in that one. Westside Renegades pick up a 79-58 victory over the Magnolia Blue Eagles. Also tonight, James Monroe defeats Narrows, Virginia, 71-38 win for the Mavericks. The Princeton Tigers get a six-point home victory over Mount Views. 50-44, 50-44, Tigers beat the Golden Knights. Bluefield beats Pikeview, 75-37. It was Riverview over Mercer Christian Academy, 49-37. George Washington defeats Riverside tonight, 73-39. Spring Mills beats Hampshire, 75-48. Spring Valley beats Cabell Midland, 77-48. Odd how that works. 
St. Clairsville's Red Devils of Ohio from St. Clairsville beat Brook tonight 62-42. Greater Beckley Christian defeats Summers County 60-52. Bishop Donahue, a winner over Valley Fayette, 67-61. And the Tulsa Rebels get a win over Van 83-80. James has your girls score. On the girls' side of things, the Union Tigers defeat Moorfield 54-38. South Charleston, a winner over Wyoming East, 54-45. Allegheny, Virginia defeats Independence 69-36. The Petersburg Lady Vikings victorious tonight over Pendleton County 61-30. Score correction we had we made. East Hardy Cougars winning over Pocahontas County 45-29. The Bridgeport Indians, this one just went final for us. They defeat Williamstown 78-58. The Frankfurt Lady Falcons, winners over Kaiser 68-62. Mingo Central defeating their county rival, Tug Valley Panthers, 55-14. The Pikeview Panthers, Lady Panthers victorious against Oak Hill tonight, 66-37. The Petersburg Vikings, over Pendleton County, 61-30. Then you have Preston over Fort Hill, Maryland, 58-52. The Greenbrier East Spartans back on the winning side of things as they defeat Riverside, 80-44. Shady Spring, a 46-32 victory over the Lady Raiders of Liberty Raleigh. Wyoming East Warriors again falling to South Charleston. Tulsa Rebels defeating the... Elkins Tigers in that Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge, 51-31. Sissonville Indians, 85-29 over Grafton. Midland Trail Patriots defeating Liberty Harrison, 49-19. And the Parkersburg South, Lady Patriots, 15-point victors tonight over Ripley, 52-37. You get all of your scores at basketballnight.com at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. Well, the part, the point pleasant, Big Blacks dropped back to double-A this year and are currently 2-1 and one with wins over Gallia Academy and Nicholas County. Had a loss to open the season against Winfield, but that win against Gallia Academy, the battle for the, uh, kind of the battle for the Silver Memorial Bridge, which, of course, if you're not familiar with that incident, was 49 years ago yesterday at the bridge collapse that connects Point Pleasant. West Virginia to Gal Police, Ohio. But those two schools are rivals and have been for a long time. Point Pleasant beat them 66-64 in overtime. Doug Workman had 38 points, including the game-tying three at the buzzer to send that game into overtime. He joins us now on the program. He is our standout athlete of the week. First off, Doug, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you. It means a lot. Well, no, you, you've got a lot going on outside of basketball. We're going to stick to basketball here for just a second, though. Tell me what was going through your mind. I know you had 20 points, if I'm not mistaken, like right out of the shoot in that game against Gallia Academy. Um, we'll get to the buzzer beater in a second, too. But when you come out, and if I'm not mistaken, you had 20 points in like the first quarter of that game. Is that right? Yeah, it was something like that. I just like to... I just got off to a good start. I like to credit my teammates. They just uh, fed me the ball when I was hot and uh, just went from there. Coaches set up some sets for me, and we just kept going. 
did you feel like you were just in a rhythm offensively where maybe you just didn't think you just played and sometimes you know the quote-unquote zone so to speak that 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 so many people talk about but not many people can really explain yeah it was definitely a zone but um yeah i was just thinking every time i got the ball i was just gonna shoot it because i never felt like that before i was just feeling really hot that night Uh, and and the three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game tell me about that play the setup and when you released the ball how it felt well we were uh three points down uh with about 10 seconds left and our coach called this play that we run to get me an open three and i gotta credit my teammate austin lipstrap he set an amazing screen for me and uh i got a nice pass i just let it fly and when the ball left my hand all i was thinking about was like all those long practices and uh, just every sacrifice my teammate, my parents, and my coaches have made for me to get me to that point. Then when it went in, it just made it all seem worth it. And of course, it being a rivalry game, too, uh, of course, I know that some people aren't familiar with Point Pleasant and Gallia Academy as rivals from Ohio, but um, definitely that's a game that means a lot along uh, the river there along Route 2 and Route 7. And, uh, you know, for, for those two communities, and early season, sometimes people don't get right in the flow of basketball. But, um, you know, that's a big game early on and an overtime game that you were able to come out and get a win. And what that mean for your team? It meant everything for our team. Like, this is the biggest rivalry we have. And this environment to start off the season, we had so many fans there. It was just a great environment. And I felt like our whole season might have turned around after the second game. This is an incredible thing. And I, okay, I understand also that you're involved in the tennis team, the golf team, and with choir. And, and I've got to tell you, that sounds like a lot of stuff. <laughs> I will guess you're pretty busy. Yeah, it is. I had a solo in uh, this choir performance, this choir Christmas concert the night before that Galpless game. <laughs> So I'm, I'm guessing you pretty much just have to kind of organize yourself like day by day. Here's what I have to do today, and just don't worry about the next day at that point. Is that would that be accurate? Yeah, it feels like I'm always doing something. Oh no, that's a I big. Love it all though, so it's all worth it. Hey Doug, you sound like a, a really humble guy, but I'm like Ryan. Do you how do you juggle the schedule? I mean, you're set priorities you know you've got your schoolwork you've got your athletics you've got your you know other activities uh outside the home and school how i mean how do you balance it i mean do you do you just kind of lay a schedule out on a calendar do you just keep it in your mind or how do you keep track of all of it honestly it's it's all god like i could not do any of this by myself it's all my it's all god and it's all my family it's just everybody that's uh around me just like helps me do all these all these things and it's like my passion for all these things like i do all these things because i love them nothing i don't do it for anything else especially my school i just love bringing pride to point pleasant oh you definitely have done that and uh your ball club will take on nitro next week that game on tuesday night uh against the wildcats at home and uh wish you guys the best of luck in that one and Congratulations on being our first standout athlete of the week of uh, this season. Thank you. It means a lot. All right. That's Douglas Workman, our standout athlete of the week from Point Pleasant High School. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, 
Hey, we got another one of our old favorites on the line. Wes McKinney. Not old, guys. Come on. Don't look like that. Wes McKinney on the line from WAEY. We'll talk to Princeton and their win tonight over Mountain View. That's when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old, and I work at a graphic design company, which is funny because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what? You can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at bigbrothersbigsisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Hey. Oh, hey, Deb. I thought you were the radon test guys. The who test guys? Didn't you see the paper Sunday? The Surgeon General issued another lung cancer warning. Oh, like the cigarette warning? Yeah. They're saying we have to get our houses tested for radon. I don't smell any radon in my house. That's because radon is an odorless, colorless, tasteless gas that seeps into your house from underground. Does this story have a happy ending? Yeah. You'll be a lot happier once you get your house tested. Learn more. Visit the EPA at epa.gov slash radon. That's epa.gov slash radon. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to basketball night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. 10.48 on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, James Barker with you. Happy to have you along as we get toward the end of our second hour. We're with you until midnight. We've got scores from across the mountain state. We'll give you those at the top of the hour uh, is when we'll have our next scoreboard update. But before we do that, the Princeton Tigers boys basketball team in action tonight against Mount View, and they get the win over the Golden Knights coming up out of Welch. And Princeton now 2-1 and one on the season, wins over Spring Mills and Mount View, a loss to Musselman. It was very good. Sandwiched in between. Wes McKinney is the voice of the Tigers on WAEY in Princeton. He joins us now. And Wes, uh, hard fought, but a win is a win, and a win tonight for Princeton. Yeah, guys. First off, great to be back for another season. And thank you all for you guys do. And uh, before you guys went to break, I heard you say one of your old favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if Princeton would have blown a 13-point third-quarter lead tonight, we all may have aged a little bit <laughs> more than we wanted to tonight. Um, but a really a game of runs in the second half. Princeton uh, up 22-17 at halftime. Uh, they're going an 8-0 run to begin the third quarter. Get up as much as uh, 13 points, 30-17. to 17. Mountain View Storm's back. Got to give the Golden Knights credit. They're a little bit undersized, especially in the backcourt. Um, but then they go on a 21 to five run that spans the, the the rest of the third quarter and the first minute of the fourth quarter to take a 38 35 lead. Um, but then Princeton comes back, finishes, or I shouldn't say finishes, but goes on a 13 0 run uh, to take back a 10 point lead and, and really put the game away at the foul line uh, up from there. But uh, Princeton in a little bit of a different situation. They have been. Um, the past couple of years, Colton Fix and, and Jacob Whittington, two veteran uh, guys for Coach Ernie Gilliard's ball club, they've now graduated, and Coach Ernie Gilliard starting two sophomores in his backcourt and really just one returning starter uh, from last year's team. That's Cole Cochran. He had 22 and 8 tonight. Uh, he sunk three threes on the, or I'm sorry, four threes on the night, uh, did Cole. So um, Princeton, a little, a little bit more different look than they have been. In the past, but now comes a big time test with Bluefield uh, tomorrow night in, in the championship game of the Princeton Christmas tournament. The Beavers absolutely shellacked Pikeview tonight, which I don't think anyone saw coming. I think everyone thought that Bluefield Pikeview would probably be the better game in the uh, of the night, and Bluefield comes out and wins by almost forty points and. And uh, 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 Princeton and Mountview really was nip and tuck the whole way. Uh, so Princeton got their hands full tomorrow night against a Bluefield team that uh, I know it's early guys, but it looks like Bluefield's kind of the class of Region Three down here in Double A. I'll tell you, uh, Mercer County can be uh, pretty um, contentious when those two get together. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. So I know that'll be a lot of fun. Now, well, you and I will get to talk Princeton a lot more throughout the course of the season, but we don't hear a lot about Mountain View down in Welch and McDowell County, an area that has suffered from population drops. That was a triple-A school in 1990, for instance, and it's currently a class A school. Um, seems like they have a pretty good basketball team this year, though. Yeah, I, I, I mean... You guys probably know that they went to, or I, I should say not went to Man, but they hosted Man, and, and they ran up and down the floor on them from what we heard and, and scored 100 points on them. And, and their guards are really undersized, guys. Uh, one kid's 5'4", one kid's 5'6". they got three forwards that go 6'1 across the front line, so they're not incredibly huge. They do have a kid off the bench that's 6'5", but they're undersized, but they're scrappy. They actually... Out rebounded Princeton tonight by five. I think it was. I believe the final rebounding was thirty-eight, thirty-three. Um, but they're just a little bit. They're just a, a tick out of control, and that's probably the ultimate difference in the game. Was they had fifteen turnovers, and, and Princeton played more under control. They only had seven turnovers. They really don't have a, a deep threat from outside that can really, you know, hurt you, make you, you know, make you be honest. Princeton's kind of packed it in all night. Um, played a little bit of 2-3 zone, played a little bit of 1-2-2 two, two zone against Mountain View and just dared them to beat them from the outside. So if Mountain View could find one more shooter or one more guy just that's a little bit streaky, I think they got a chance to be good. I'm with you guys. I think Mountain View has a chance to be really competitive in single A this year. Well, tomorrow night it will be Mountain View and Pike View. 
who will have the better view will find out princeton and bluefield in the uh, you're going to use no, that right no, no that's never been used before i'm obviously original on that no i understand that but uh uh wes we always appreciate it and uh you know hopefully tomorrow night's game won't age anybody too much uh, guys, I hope not, but I, I know it's going to be real fun. This game obviously wasn't scheduled. Princeton and, and, and Bluefield wasn't uh, supposed to meet until uh, January 6th, which is really late for them to play their first time around. Usually they play once about this time and then once uh, towards the end of February or a third week of February anyway. So this game's not originally scheduled. So it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night at Princeton Senior High School. I can guarantee that. Looking forward to it. That's Wes McKinney, voice of the Princeton Tigers, W-A-E-Y in Princeton. Always a, a pleasure to get to talk to him. We've got three minutes before our hard break. I think we can do this. James Beckman is the head coach of the East Fairmont Lady Bees. East Fairmont is hosting the girls portion of the Big Ten Cardinal Conference uh, Challenge, and that really ramps up tomorrow. Had three games there today, and uh, Coach uh, Beckman joins us now on the program. And uh, Coach, first day in the books and a, a full day tomorrow. Three games down, eight games to go, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You're not even half. You're not even a third of the way there. <laughs> um, tonight, no, no, um, we've we've got some good games uh, lined up for tomorrow. Um, and I think we've had several news there uh, this evening. So there's been a lot of people from different coaches coming in to watch the first three games tonight, the news, uh, reporting, um, a lot of social media about both the girls, uh, Big Ten College Challenge and the boys. So there's a lot of excitement in the North Central West Virginia area right now, which is good for us. Some some interesting games tomorrow. Uh, they're like it's, when we did this with the boys, they're all interesting. But you get started at eight o'clock in the morning with Robert C. Burton, Herbert Hoover. Uh, I think North Mary and Sissonville is one that a lot of people will pay attention to as well. Winfield is off to a, a very good start. Very young team. I had a chance to see them earlier this week. Uh, they they will basically press field uh, is a fitting nickname for them. Um, Fairmont senior Wayne is the nightcap. Um, you've got a full day, though. Full day of basketball, which we're all looking forward to. There's going to be some great games, like like you just said. So, I think we're hoping for some big crowds at East Fairmont too. So, and I think some of these matchups will uh, bring out the crowds in the Fairmont area, Clarksburg, Morgantown area. I know tonight, for example, uh, two teams that were that are not in the Cardinal Conference filled in Tulsa and Midland Trail. They were victorious. Uh, tonight and and, uh sissonville as well pulling double duty in in this um but those teams um really gave the the big 10 teams tonight a little bit of a a, well a lot of problems um just uh those games were uh tough for the big 10 teams to score now tomorrow you see the different styles of play the more uh, the upper echelon teams um what are you looking for as a coach getting to see all those teams in your gym at one time? Uh, first and foremost, I'm a little member of the Big Ten. I want to see the Big Ten succeed in this challenge. It's not about just East Fremont, it's our conference succeeding. I wish uh, Mingo Central and Scott would have taken part in this for the Cardinal Conference. Um, but they chose not to. And, 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 and Coach, I'm so sorry. I will come right back to you after the break if you can hold. We got a hard break back after this.
Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Have a good day at work, honey. Remember, Billy has his first baseball game today. I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Hey, Mike, watch out for vehicles today because we weren't able to close off all traffic for the stretch of road we're resurfacing today. Tis the season for roadway construction, and according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, on average, negligent drivers cause 115 fatal occupational injuries at road construction sites per year. So, when you come across the orange cones and flashing lights, remember to slow down. Let's make certain our construction workers get home safe, so Mike can catch Billy's first baseball game. Hey, Dad! You made it! You made it! You made it! Keep your eye on the ball. This safe driving message has been brought to you by your friends at WMUL-FM. Pertussis, more commonly known as whooping cough, is a very serious disease, especially for infants. It's often spread to babies from older kids or adults who may not even know they have it. Whooping cough is a real threat to your baby today. To stay protected, get your baby and everyone around your baby vaccinated. Vaccination is protection. Learn more at www.cdc.gov slash pertussis. A message from CDC. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Paralyzed Veterans of America. Changing lives, building futures. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. In West Virginia, Ryan Epling, James Barker, along with Joe Limble here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Before the break, we had James Beckman, head coach of the East Fairmont Lady Bees on, and he was kind enough to stay with us through the break. Coach, I'm so sorry about that. We, we, have what, we now have what's called a hard break where I have to get out at this exact precise time. I thought I could get a question to you in a more condensed version than I was able to. That was my fault. I apologize. But thanks for hanging in there with us uh, through the break. Um, let's jump right back into this Cardinal Conference uh, Big Ten shootout, though, and, and we talk about the games tomorrow. I think a lot of folks, um, in, in terms of in the Cardinal Conference, regarded Wayne very highly. And that, that and Wayne can still get there, but Winfield had a 14-point win at Wayne earlier this week, a game that the Lady Generals went up 16-2 after one quarter and they played even the final three but uh, you play Winfield tomorrow that's a Winfield team that is better than a lot of people thought would be that's right um, they were up 
they went on a 19 to two run last night on Nitro, I believe, in the second quarter. So it seems like they're making that big run. Uh, they, they finally quarried that big run, but. I know you, you guys are concerned on what is it, is Pressfield, is that what you guys are <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, from from well, my understanding, they're they're very similar to Fairmont Senior style of play. And that's right. Fairmont Senior, North Marion, you talked to Coach Maxwell from uh, McCann this year, um, this evening, it's something that we haven't seen uh, in the North Central. So those guys play that style. We're used to that style. We can play that style. And that's what we're expecting tomorrow night. And that should be a lot of fun tomorrow as well. And, and, and you talked about just, the, you know, there, there are some bragging rights in this Big Ten Cardinal Conference challenge and the Cardinal Conference growing a little bit with, the, uh, with Nitro, Logan, and Winfield all moving down um, from, from AAA. And uh, tomorrow you get to see a lot of teams, like I said, there together. But the pride that goes into that, and I think that maybe that might be ignited in the Big Ten a little bit because the games hadn't been in Big Ten territory until this year. That's right. Um, this is only the second year of the girls' Big Ten Cardinal Challenge. Um, the boys have been on it for, I think, what, four or five years. And mm-hmm. we as girls coaches wanted to, to start what the boys started, and we're hoping to continue this for years to come. I know uh, our Big Ten coaches are planning to make a trip back down south next year. That sounds like a lot of fun. And, Coach, I'm so sorry we had to cut you off there at the end of the last hour. Uh, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow and a great event that you're putting on there at East Fairmont High School tomorrow. And uh, best wishes for a, a nice, smooth day tomorrow. Appreciate that. Hopefully our Big Ten Conference can get six out of eight wins to win the conference challenge tomorrow. There you go. That's James Beckman, head coach of the East Fairmont Lady Bees, as uh, they host the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge this week. We'll talk with Zach Green, the head coach of the Logan Boys basketball team, in just a moment. But first, we need a scoreboard update. I'll turn it over to Joe for a look at our boys' scores, and I'll get the girls' scores in just a moment. But we'll start with Joe. Looking for scores? Look no more. Turn to basketballnight.com. On the boys' side of the agenda tonight, and the Big 12 or the Big 10 Cardinal Conference uh, challenge. It was the Lincoln Cougars over the Scott Scouts, 59-51. It was the Trinity Warriors falling to Sharando, Virginia, 54-44. It was the Mohegans of Morgantown over Elkins, 97-43. South Charleston over St. Joe, 95-65. Calvary Baptist over Hannon, 81-41. Buchanan Upshur over St. Albans, 54-53. It was Grafton over Wayne, 68-62. Uh, Valley Wetzel fell to Tiger Valley, 74-51. It was Herbert Hoover over Liberty Harrison, 43-33. The Cougars of Jefferson defeated St. John's of Virginia, 76-42. Roan County fell to Nicholas County, 84-80. It was Buffalo, the Bisons over Midland Trail, 59-52. Capital over Parkersburg, 69-54. Clay Patel over 100, 61-29. East Reedsville over Wahama, 66-47. It was Greenbrier West over Meta Bridge, 56-43. The Patriots of Independence defeated Liberty Raleigh 89-36. It 
University over John Marshall, 86-42. It was Madonna over Steubenville Catholic, 53-37. Magnolia fell to Westside, 79-58. It was James Monroe over Narrows, Virginia, 71-38. It was Princeton over Mount View, 50-44. Pikeview fell to Bluefield tonight, 75-37 was Richwood over the Sherman Tide, 73-63. Riverview over Mercer Christian, 49-37. was George Washington, 73. Riverside, 39. Spring Mills over Hampshire, 75-48. The Spring Valley Timberwolves over Cabell Midland, 77-48. It was St. Clairsville, Ohio over Brooks, 62-42. The Bobcats of Summers County fell to Greater Beckley Christian, 60-52. Valley Fayette, the Greyhounds, fell to Bishop Donahue, 61-67. And in a tight one in Van, it was the Tulsa Rebels over the Bulldogs, 83-80. Checking out the girls' scores, the Union Tigers beat Moorfield tonight, 54-38. Union is 5-1. South Charleston defeats Wyoming East, 54-45 the final in that one. Allegheny, Virginia over Independence, 69-36. It was Valley Wetzel defeating Cameron tonight. The Lumberjills with the win, 47-38. Petersburg defeats Pendleton County, 61-30. It was East Hardy over Pocahontas County, 45-29. Bridgeport beats Williamstown, 78-58. Frankfurt wins the Mineral County bragging rights battle behind 35 points from Abby Beeman. They defeat Kaiser tonight, 68-62. Mingo Central gets a big win in county over Tug Valley, 55-14 the final in Naugatuck. Morgantown defeats Brook tonight, 54-29. It was Pikeview over Oak Hill. 66-37, Lake and McKinney, 18 points, 18 rebounds. Shiloh Bailey, 13 points, 13 rebounds in the win. That's consistency. Also tonight, it was Petersburg, as I mentioned, defeating Pendleton County, 61-30. Preston beats Fort Hill, Maryland, 58-52. The Knights beat the Sentinels. Greenbrier East defeats Riverside, 80-44 the final tonight. It was Shady Spring over Liberty Raleigh, 46-32. Also in the Big Ten Cardinal Challenge, Tulsa defeats Elkins, 51-31. Sissonville over Grafton, 85-29. Midland Trail over Liberty Harrison, 49-19. And Parkersburg South defeats Ripley, 52-37. That is your basketballnight.com scoreboard update. Logan Wildcats won a Class AA state title in 2005, a AAA title in 2010. They're back in AA, and the man who helped lead them to that AA title in 05 is now the head coach of the Wildcats. Zach Green joins us on the program. And, Zach, first off, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Good to be here. And taking over the reins of your alma mater this year after uh, uh, several coaches kind of cycling through Logan uh, for various uh, reasons over the past few years. But uh, back back to where uh, 
where you called home your final two years of high school. Uh, tell me about uh, taking over the job there at Logan and such a storied, tradition-rich program. Well, it's you know that, that's it's been a dream job of mine. I've told everybody that since since the the job came open and and I applied for it. It's been something that you know since the day that I left Logan was something that I looked forward to was coming back there, even as an assistant and and being part of the program with Mark Hatcher and what he was doing there. Um, it, it really is a dream come true for me, and and um, we're trying to get the program back on track and and uh, bring the running Wildcats back to where we used to be. So. Two and one on the season, victories over Scott and Herbert Hoover. A tough loss last night at Wyoming East, 68-64. It's a very tough place to play at Wyoming East, as I know that you're aware of from not only your time in high school, but coaching as well. And um, Do you feel like you have a, a good feel for this team at this point? Um, we're still learning a lot about these kids. You know, uh, we, we do have some kids who have, who have played together. Um, but uh, mostly the senior class has played a lot together. A lot of these younger kids, I've never got a chance to, to mix in and play with, you know, my upperclassmen. So um, we're still kind of in the phase of, of learning who can play in what situations. And um, we, we found a lot out last night, actually, at, at um, Wyoming East of, of what guys are going to perform in what situations. And I think um, you know, I've told James and a couple of those guys before, I think, uh, throughout the season, you're going to see some big jumps for our kids um, uh, due to understanding. We have a lot of athletes that aren't necessarily basketball players yet, and we're, we're in the process of, of turning those guys into basketball players. So um, we're still learning. We're, we're starting to get a feel. You know, um, we have a four-year starter in Braxton Golf who has a broke foot and is out until early January. Um, and he averaged 15 a game um, last year in AAA. So um, it's kind of been uh, – uh, a real eye-opening process when you know uh, second week of season you lose your your most dependable versatile um, best leader so um, yeah we're we're really in the mode right now where we're trying to find other guys we're hoping this can be a, a blessing in disguise um, and when we get him back later in the season that will be full strength you mentioned Braxton's injury Zach but you kind of lean on a lot of younger kids uh, in this lineup this is not a uh, very senior laden lineup aside from from Will Akers and Jamal Mentor you know what do, what do your young kids bring and you know specifically talk about you know the freshman David Early who uh, is a highly touted recruit uh, even as a freshman uh, for your ball club well David has a lot of tools that uh, that, that you can't teach you know he, he's got the ability to put the ball in the basket um, he has size He's 6'3", 230 pounds, can really handle the basketball. Um, you know, David, physically and skill-wise, is probably way ahead of, of uh, most freshmen that you'll see. Um, we're still working, you know, between his ears and, and trying to get him to understand the game and, and what he has to do to really be able to control games and control the tempo. And um, But but David's a great kid. He's listening well. Uh, he's learning every game. You know, he's um, we come in the locker room last night, and, and he was hurt. You know, he, he was crying, and, and um, you could tell that it meant something to him. And um, but he is uh, offensively, he's extremely special. He's extremely unique with his size and, and his ability to shoot the basketball and create for other guys. And he sees the floor so well. I, um, we're really excited to have him for the next four years. And um, you know, he, he's averaging about twenty three a game through the first three games, which is. Um, tremendous for a freshman. 
Just a second, I want to jump in. Uh, This is a radio show first, but we're also online, basketballnight.com. We have video feed, you can follow along. And uh, I believe Fuji Williams, one of your assistant coaches, is that that correct? Yes. All right. Uh, He tweeted out uh, a video of Dino No on an alley oop pass from the opposite wing. Uh, going down the left baseline and the win over Herbert Hoover from earlier this week. I believe we have that. Uh, I know we're working on it. We're still working. We'll, we'll get it. Hey, we'll get you know it. what? This is what happens when I cue the video up too soon. That's my fault. But uh, uh, I'm not sure where this is going, guys. Well, all, all I'm going okay. with is uh, you're able to set up, uh, you know, backdoor alley oop plays to score and dunk on kids who are, you know, this is a, you know Herbert Hoover's got a six foot seven center, and and not many not many teams in the state, let alone in Double A, have the ability to do that. Um, does that athleticism that you have kind of allow you to kind of open up what you can do with these guys and play up around the rim with a couple of kids? Well, it absolutely does. Um, you know, when you get a chance to coach kids like that, um, you, you can do stuff like that, like you were saying. But um, I like to make the game fun. I want my kids to have fun. Um, I think the, the funner the game is, the more fast-paced, the more open it is, um, you know, kids enjoy that and and in order for get you get to get kids to to buy into your system and to believe in what you're teaching um you know they they have to have fun and they have to you know if you're running a different type of system that maybe isn't popular or maybe isn't um conducive to what the kids want to do i think it's tough for them to buy in and to really believe in you and what you're trying to preach so um i give my kids a little bit of freedom offensively Um, now defensively is a different story i'm 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 very adamant about what I want defensively and stuff like that. And I feel like if we can if we can play good defense, then that gives us a little more opportunity to to kind of open it up offensively and let them have a little bit more fun. As long as we you know we can get stops, which we didn't do a very good job of last night until late in the game. Um, but again, I think we learned from that, and I think that it'll make us a better team going forward. So. Coach Joe Linville here. Uh, it, it's hard for me to call you coach. I've watched this young man grow up. But anyway, before you even got the job, you and I were talking uh, about you wanted to bring excitement back to, to Logan Wildcat basketball. And, and you've thrown that phrase out there, the running Wildcats. Uh, you know, it's still early in the season. Are you where you want to be at this point? Nowhere close. Uh, we, we've got um... – We've got a, like I said, we've got a, a group of kids who hasn't, haven't really played together, um, and there's not a whole lot of varsity experience um, with these kids. They've played a lot of basketball, but you know, not at this level. So, um, like I said earlier, I think you'll continuously see big jumps out of us throughout the year. Um, that is, as long as our kids will listen and learn and and do the things that we're asking them to do, which they've done a pretty good job of so far. But we, we've obviously. Um, we've got to get better in our half court sets. We're we're pretty good when we can get up and down the floor with teams. Um, we've you know we like to do that. That's that's kind of what our um, our offense and stuff, our, our style and our pace is predicated on is, is getting up and down the floor and trying to force turnovers. But um, you know, come February March when the games really start to matter, we're going to have to be a lot a lot better in the half court um, you know, in offense and defense to be able to get to where we want to be and get back to the state tournament. Coach, tomorrow afternoon you take on Robert C. Bird at 2 o'clock at RCB in the Big Ten Cardinal Conference Challenge. 
You're going to take in a lot of games tomorrow, a chance to see some uh, not only conference mates, but you know, if you look far enough down the road, it's a long way to go, but you kind of get a better feel for what else is out there in AA, too. Right, right. Well, we play Bridgeport um, in Charleston, so we'll get a chance to see them also. That's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to leave the gym tomorrow until they turn the lights out properly. watch <laughs> all those games after hours. Um, you know, that, that's just part of it. Um, as much as, as I'll be scouting, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of basketball. So, it, I mean, that's, that, that's fun to me is sitting in the gym and, and watching teams compete and the different styles. And I think it will be a very entertaining day of basketball tomorrow with all the different types of styles and stuff that you'll see and um, the level of competition and, and those top five to six teams in, in, in the Big Ten and, and the Cardinal Conference, I think, are going to be really, 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 really good this year. So I'm excited to get in there and see what everybody's got tomorrow. That's Logan High School boys basketball coach Zach Green. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck tomorrow and the rest of the season as well. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, right now we'll step aside and take a quick break. And, yes, it's hard for me to call him coach, too, because I was out of school before he was in school. Anyway, we'll talk more basketball Friday night in West Virginia when we get back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Hey, man, I like that jacket. Thanks. I worked overtime to save up the money to get it. I know you did, man. I barely saw you last month. But look, it's getting cold out here. Let's head to the bus stop. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. Look at that guy over there. I know he has to be cold. It's been snowing all day, man. I'd hate to be him. Who? That homeless guy? Yeah, but there's the bus, man. We need to hurry up. Go ahead. I'll be there in a sec. I need to do something first. Sir. Excuse me. Sir, here's a coat for you, sir. You need it more than I do. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. How can I repay you? That's not necessary, sir. But I'm late for the bus. You have a nice day. When selfishness ends, everyone wins. Kindness. Pass it on. This message is brought to you by your friends at 88.1 WMUL-FM. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You are the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. It is 11-21 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. 
December 16th. Two more shows this year. I know one thing. It's better to be in here and in gyms than outside in that weather. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, but, I, you know, we're what? inside. Where have we got? But, uh, Why? It's 36 out. I do want to. Yeah, it's actually balmy for what it had been. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be 60 tomorrow, but yeah, it might really. snow in between. But yeah. um, right behind us, just on the other side of the back of our set, is a wall to the outside. Cold air gets through there. It's a little bit chilly in there. <laughs> it, I mean, we're, you know, we're sitting there like, oh, it's chilly. It, it might be 65 degrees in the studio. <laughs> Normally, with all these lights, you know, it's hot. You're sweating, but not no, in here. No, nope. it's kind of a perfect mix because the lights do, like, warm you up. It's not too bad. Uh, yeah, they're fluorescent <laughs> lights. I understand. They don't emit heat. But we act like they do because it's mental. Exactly. It's just like uh, where I work. We put on a video of a fireplace in one of our monitors when we had a reporter go out to report on the cold weather this morning while we sat <laughs> inside and watched. But nonetheless, um, you know, who would do that, right? But, you know, I was mentioning that, that dunk. We were trying to get it queued up. It's going to be on our website. It's a, just a backdoor alley-oop pass in the Logan-Herbert Hoover game from Tuesday night. Uh, Dino No with a, a dunk that was submitted for a sports center top 10 play. I didn't see the top 10 plays that night, so I don't know if it made it. I don't think it did because I think it would have gotten more attention. But regardless, it, it was worthy of consideration, absolutely. So, it's, it's worth taking a look. It's, it's, it's really a neat play. And Marcus and the crew will have that up on basketballnight.com. You know, we are a basketball show. We celebrate basketball. We celebrate high school basketball in the state of West Virginia. But our eyes are not closed. Something that I feel is worthy of mentioning tonight fcs football <laughs> straight to my heart there yeah. <laughs> james madison defeats north dakota state 27 17 tonight in fargo the bison go down that will end their five-year reign as fcs champions do you know how hard it is to win Five consecutive championships in anything. Ask Marshall yeah. that that had the opportunity to, yeah. you know, to to win those, and especially to go into the Fargo Dome and and win. That's that's unreal for James Madison, and, and to have control of that game as well. And and Joe, when when you're that when you're at the level North Dakota State has been, where they've beaten you know Big Ten teams yearly now, and a couple of Big Twelve teams along the way. Uh, in recent years, and good ones, not just run-of-the-mill ones. I mean, you know, unlike Michigan, <laughs> North Dakota State won at Iowa this year. Um, you have that bullseye on your back so long. It's it's difficult. People it, come for you. It is. I mean, I don't I don't care what level, whether you're in high school, college, pro. You know, you continue to have a winning program. You know, people are out to get you. And, and like you said, winning five. That, that's winning one is something. Winning two is pretty daggone good but five i tell you that's that's really putting it out there and here's where i'm gonna tie this all together real fast how do you think it was for north fork when it won its eight consecutive class double a basketball titles between 74 and 81 by the way they lost in the 83 title game and won it again in 84 uh always goes unspoken (laughs) about because everybody remembers the eight yeah, exactly, and, and, and that that just that's not one cycle of kids. That's 
almost eight, a generation. Eight to ten, <laughs> yes, it's almost a generation of kids winning state championships. And I think sometimes it can kind of be taken for granted. Oh, you know, well, yeah, somebody does win it every year. But, man, each one's special, and there's nothing to be taken for granted. Ryan, you'll get a kick out of this. You know, they breed those kids down there. That's just like, you know, when, when Wayne has a good run, people in Madison say, you know, that, and that's what they say. Where do they get these kids? Do they breed them down there? And you almost feel that way sometimes, though. When you look at, you know, even UCLA and, and uh, those uh, great – John Wooden teams that that, that that he had and those winning streaks that, that they had and all the championships it, it becomes a part of the culture you know Ryan knows this from from Wayne football you know they've had uh, a four and six year this year and everybody's what's wrong well their freshman group is going to be outstanding and if they're not in wheeling in a year or two I'd be highly shocked but that that's the type of culture that it brings so to bring this completely full circle what about the morgantown mohegans what's going through their mind you know as they defend an undefeated state championship year moving forward this year and 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 jumping the gender here the girls have won three consecutive triple a titles right coach jason white that's all he knows is championships he's coached for three years he has three titles they got off to a little bit of a slow start. They've lost a whole lot from those from those title teams, and I mean their level of play was outstanding the, in the past several years. And Coach Marone, we were talking about this last week on the program with, with Bill Cornwell. Also, he's still a good coach. You might want to stay on them early because you know are they going to be a state championship caliber team? Maybe, maybe not. They're going to be better at the end of the year than what they are right now. Well, you look at the schedule early in the year. He goes and schedules and challenges his club to be ready in February to play those tough games in tough environments. Even if you have a, a break-even season at eleven and eleven somewhere in there, you know they're going to be ready to go play on the road in a regional championship game. And that's what good coaches do. They they challenge their club, make them grow throughout the year, and uh, and really. Well, you can say that about uh, that entire Morgantown basketball program, not just the, the girls, but the boys as well. And that Morgantown girls team was beaten by Fairmont Senior by 24 points, was beaten by Wyoming East by 22 points, and have since won three in a row by beating Wheeling Park University in Brook. He's kind of feel like yeah. there are like okay, well, got that out of the system. <laughs> yeah. time, time to go now. And, and playing the defense that we're accustomed to, Coach White's teams playing. Of course, Wyoming East. That's Wyoming East's only win so far this year. Of course, they're they're going to play through some injuries, and once they figure out how to play with their personnel, watch it. Because I mean, when you have a point guard like Gabby Lapartis, you put so much on your point guard. That that is the one star position that I think can really collapse the team. Because your point guard, I mean, you put them in control of your team, you basically put them in control of three to four years' worth of athletes. And you're lucky if you develop a really good backup. You almost have to swing your shooting guard around, which still throws everything off. And and Joe knows this when, when we watch basketball. In, in the Coalfields, you know that the point guard is generally the best player on the floor. And and. In high school, college, your point guard, and even in the NBA now, you cannot get away with not with with having a below average point guard. You have to have somebody that can handle the ball and distribute the basketball. And 
Wyoming East is learning to play a new style of basketball right now without a true point guard, and it's going to take some time. But you you, you think that they're going to figure it out? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like you know, sometimes in college where everybody is so good, it can be harder because you know it's hard to develop a kid to play like Division One caliber out of position overnight. In high school, where you know things tend to fluctuate a little bit, I think I think Wyoming's girls will be all right. Yeah, I, I think they'll be all right. I think we'll probably out. see them in Charleston. I think Wyoming East girls and Morgantown's girls will still be two of the teams that we're talking about late into March. And I look back at last year before we go to break here, and uh, Robert C. Bird uh, two years ago took an undefeated team to Charleston, lost in the semifinals, uh, lost a lot of good players from that team. Kind of struggled through early on last year. Uh, Coach Bennett got that ball club Rebanked. peaking. Yeah, yeah, and they played well into the postseason, and, and you know they were they were a dangerous team in the postseason. Yeah, and, and I think that's I think that's a sign of great coaching to be able to overcome some obstacles and to be playing your best basketball. You know, I, we talk to basketball coaches all the time, and they want to—they could care less about December, January records. It's that February into March record that they care about. And that's exactly why I think that we enjoy these games, and these games are entertaining. They should be enjoyed. And this will be my last point, guys. Sorry back there. Um, <laughs> but um, and we talked about this last week. But I've got—I've got a new audience in studio to tell the same story to. Um, Remember the Texas Notre Dame football game? I do. It was uh, turned out to not really be a big deal, right? No, it wasn't. But it was entertaining. It was. It was fascinating to watch. And I think that's a lot of what you're getting with basketball now as teams tend to to follow along and and see how things go early on. But definitely, you can get some ideas here early on in the season, but nothing set in stone for how things will go in March. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back... We've got Rick Kozlowski from the Martinsburg Journal. We'll talk with him when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. We used to get together every week. She's been home from her last deployment for months now, and I haven't seen her once. He's just been different since he got back from Iraq. One minute he's ready to go, and the next he doesn't want anyone around. The nightmares are back and seem to be getting worse. Shouldn't he be sleeping better after all these years? A lot of people don't understand what veterans go through during their service or when they come back. And that's okay. But everyone can help. You can make a difference in the life of a veteran. You stood by us when we were in uniform, so stand by us now. Like my brother did, when he wouldn't take no for an answer. Like my wife did, when she asked the right questions. Like my friend did when she made the call. Take a stand for those who served our country. If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, the Confidential Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. A bullseye rash can be the first sign of Lyme disease, but not everyone will develop the rash. If you've been in areas where Lyme disease is common and develop fever, fatigue, facial paralysis, or joint and muscle pain, seek medical care. Reduce your chances of getting Lyme disease by wearing insect repellent, showering soon after coming indoors, and checking for ticks daily. To learn more, visit www.cdc.gov Lyme. 
A message from CDC. Someday there'll be a cure. Someday we won't lose the people we love. But when is someday? Someday is today. Thanks to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, hundreds of thousands diagnosed with blood cancer are today living a normal life. We're making cures happen. Join us. Call 888-HELP-LLS or go to lls.org. Help us reach today sooner. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. It's 11.34 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, James Barker, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you along across the Fast Break Sports Network. And as of four minutes ago, there's another outlet there's no excuse for you to not be able to, to get this show now. We are now on television. Network West Virginia. We welcome our viewers on Network West Virginia. Um, doing a trial run tonight. They began at 1130. They want to do the last half hour of the show, make sure everything works. And we'll be ready to go full bore for three hours next week. So, And we hope it's working. Yes, <laughs> and, and, but we've got, we've got a great crew. I have no doubt Absolutely. they can fix anything. And... Uh, so, welcome to our viewers on Network West Virginia. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're with you 9 to midnight every Friday night through the high school basketball season, through semifinal Friday of the Boys State Tournament in March. We get you scores from all across the state of West Virginia, as well as guests in terms of coaches, players, um, members of the media who, who cover the teams. And uh, we do our best to bring you the the most comprehensive coverage and to celebrate high school basketball in the state of West Virginia. We don't compete with anybody. We bring all of our, uh, you know, all the, the, the various media groups together and, and because, Hey, we love basketball. That's what we do here. Uh, also we don't necessarily look into the camera very much because this is a t- radio, radio show, show. <laughs> with cameras. It's a radio show first, so just you, you know, if we don't look into the camera very often, it's because basically you're going to be eavesdropping upon this show. But uh, it does have production quality. Three good cameras here. Three uh, in, in the studios of Marshall University and MUTV, and we thank them for allowing us to be here as well on WMUL Radio in Huntington, the student um, radio station of Marshall University, who helps us out so much over the course of the season. So I wanted to give that a little reset there before we go to the phone lines to one of our favorite guests out of the Eastern Panhandle. We bring in Rick Kozlowski from the Martinsburg Journal, a regular, and it is cause time. And for the second straight week, Rick, I don't believe you're going to get any theme music. He's heartbroken. Well, that's because you guys have gone big-time TV. There's no music on TV. I don't know. Yeah, they do. Uh, we had to get the makeup crew in here during the break, so we were busy. You know, What can you do? Well, there, there, there you go. And, and it's probably a good thing that I'm, I'm not down there because it would probably break the cameras and scare a lot of people away. Uh, Rick, uh, question for you. Oh, go right ahead. Question for you. Yes. Uh, did you ever get your oil changed? Uh, two and a half hours later, I left this morning, 
from an undisclosed location with an oil change and an appointment for more car rehabilitation next week. Well, you are stalking Ryan, aren't you? Hey, we have fun like this because Rick, Rick follows on Twitter, and, and I'll tweet things out in just day-to-day life. It's almost – Seinfeldian. These are things that everybody goes through. It's just observations of things. Your your food adventures are they they take the cake. <laughs> yeah, really. That's that's the best. You know, no one has more difficulty getting just. A, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's basketball, Rick. Um, Martinsburg coach Dave Rogers on the boys' side getting his 700th win uh, earlier this week. We had him on earlier. But that's a big deal. It's hard to coach 700 games in this day and age, let alone win 700. And that's, that's a testament to what he's done in Martinsburg, not only with the program, but uh, also within the community as well. Absolutely. I, I knew his 700th was coming up, and I was talking to him the other night. We were trying to put it in perspective as to where it ranked in the state. And, you know, it was like somehow we got around to, uh, I'm sure you you saw a couple weeks ago that the governor-elect had won his, quote, 1,000th game. Yes. And, of course, now that's like at, apparently at, at all levels and whatever. But we were really trying to put into perspective what 700 meant. And... Uh, he sent me a note tonight saying that apparently it's uh, it's a state record, and uh, I guess the the closest uh, pursuer at the moment would be uh, Ravenswood's Mick Price. Both uh, both guys have been around a long time. Yeah, there, there's a. But, but, Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say though it's. I think uh, you know, 700 wins in West Virginia is kind of amazing in the fact that you're limited to the number of games you're able to play. And the 21 regular season games followed by you know, four to five postseason games in a great year, one to two for most yeah. schools across the state. And it, yeah, it's absolutely an incredible accomplishment. Now, and, and moving on from that, um, boy, just looking at the records of the boys' teams in the Eastern Panhandle, you've got Musselman, three and zero, got Jefferson, three and zero, Hedgesville, four and zero, Martinsburg, one and zero, Spring Mills, three and one, Washington, one and one. So far, so good in that area. I, uh, yeah, things are seem to be looking up. I know Jefferson. I, I got to see them tonight, and now they played against a uh, a very small little private school in out of Front Royal, Virginia, which was kind of a fill in for their tournament when somebody dropped out. Uh. But I liked what I saw from Jefferson. Jefferson's got a very tall team, and they're capable of running. And you know, I think the, you know, right now they're trying to settle on their uh, 
on their lineup and, and rotation. But they, you know, they look they look very good tonight. I saw Washington on Tuesday, and I think if if, if you look into pecking order of the AAA schools around here, they're probably still at the bottom. But there they look look to be improving as well. Uh, I think Hedgesville is going to be the typical Hedgesville team that's going to win games and not necessarily uh, you know score points for artistic ability, but uh, you know it's the way they kind of the way they kind of play. I mean, if you remember a few years back, uh, a 32-31 state championship victory. That's that's how Hedgesville operates. Martinsburg uh, the is kind of a little bit behind as far as numbers of games go, but uh, they beat a pretty decent rando team. And of course, I know the reason they're kind of behind is because they kind of slow their schedule down based on the fact they expect the football team to go far. And, you know, there's a number of football players on the basketball team. The team I like right now is Musselman. I think Musselman is looking very impressive in the early going, and I guess I'm kind of looking, you know, I think when you look at the pecking order, you're looking at Martinsburg and Musselman as the top two teams, and I'm kind of looking forward to when they get a chance to play each other. I think that's going to be a heck of a ball game. And just looking down the road for Musselman, <laughs> To uh, uh, got a game with uh, Faith Christian Academy coming up this week, but in terms of games that people across the state can kind of help gauge by, uh, you know, they'll get a visit from. Uh, if I'm looking at the schedule, correct me and correct me if I'm wrong. A little bit after Christmas, uh, South Charleston will make the trek to Musselman. Yeah, Musselman has kind of expanded its schedule a bit this year. Last weekend, they had uh, a couple of teams from elsewhere in the state up here, Princeton and, and Hurricane, and, uh, and, and then uh, they go out to Parkersburg later in the year, and they play uh, Robert C. Byrd and Morgantown, and then, of course, like you mentioned, the South Charleston coming here. So they've kind of expanded their schedule because they, I think they think that they got something going on, and they want to see how they stack up elsewhere in the state well it should be a lot of fun following the appleman this year following martinsburg and it appears the eastern panhandle another good year of, of excellent basketball teams in that area and only two can make it to charleston so we'll see how that works out rick always a pleasure and look forward to speaking with you again next week okay gentlemen you guys have a great weekend and uh are you are you expecting or getting any nasty weather yet? Uh, not yet. We're hearing that there might be some snow in the Huntington area overnight, but nothing nothing accumulating. Uh, one question for you before we let you go, Rick. We're we're missing one score tonight, and want to know if if you would maybe have this one. Actually, we're missing a couple, but one in particular is the Hedgesville game tonight. With Silver Oak Academy, do you happen to have well, a final for that? Honest with you, I am kind of missing that score too. I'm That's because you're following basketball, yeah. not. 
that's that's one we're working on. We're also trying to get the Paul Paul girl score uh, from their game against uh, Hindman, Pennsylvania. So, um, not sure if you've run across that one or not. But if you if you can tweet us that one at some point at hoops underscore roundup. Hey, Rick, always a pleasure. Look forward to it again next week. Oh, you guys. Be good. Thanks. All right. That's Rick Kozlowski the Martinsburg Journal. Right now, we'll step aside. We'll take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get you a final scoreboard update. We'll also have our poll question and uh, the, re- the reactions that we got from last week's poll question. We'll set you up to wrap up the fastest three hours in radio and, in some cases, on television, too. We'll be back with more basketball Friday night in West Virginia after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. You feel like you've known your man forever. You know his full name, his nickname, his pet names. You know his birthday. He likes old school rap more than R&B and anything his mama cooks. Yeah, you feel like you've known your man forever. But that doesn't mean you know everything about him. Of all the women living with HIV in the U.S., about 66% are African-American. And most of these women got HIV by having unprotected sex with a man. The good news is more and more women are stepping up and getting tested for HIV. Women just like you who know they have to look out for themselves. Get an HIV test. Whatever the result, there are treatment and support programs available in your community. To find out where you can get a free HIV test, visit HIVtest.org slash take charge or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-232-4636. If you've had unprotected sex, get tested for HIV. Take charge. Take the test. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com. 888-266-2921. Ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Coach Rick Marone and Ryan Epling. It is 11.48 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach Rick Marone not with us tonight. <laughs> His name's been mentioned an awful lot, though. You know? <laughs> more, than, more than when he's on the show. But no, he's, he's uh, the coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels. He's... His team taking part in the Big Ten Cardinal Conference shootout um, as a fill-in for uh, a Cardinal for the Cardinal Conference. The Rebels no longer in the Cardinal Conference, but uh, his team getting a win tonight up at East Fairmont against Robert. Uh, excuse me, against Elkins. So uh, we appreciate Coach Marone. He stayed in touch. Still, we, we've been in touch with Coach Marone through the night. Um, James Barker sat in with us tonight. He'll be back in a moment. Joe Linville here with us tonight as well. And now we have Marcus Constantino. 
who is affectionately the glue that holds this whole operation together in many aspects. And Marcus, he runs, uh, does, does the bulk of the work on the website, basketballnight.com. And he is here with our poll question this week. All right. So first we'll go to last week's poll question, uh, which was, which one do you prefer, a holiday tournament or a holiday mixer? 70% of voters uh, went with the holiday tournament where you play for the the championship or the runner-up trophy. Uh, 30% of voters uh, went for the holiday mixer where you've got the whole schedule laid out uh, beforehand. Uh, 20 people voted on that last week at basketballnight.com. Thank you for everyone um, who went in and uh, and voted their opinion on that. This week's poll question, uh, looking at girls basketball and the three state champions from last year, uh, Morgantown in AAA, Wyoming East in AA, and Gilmer County in single A, uh, which state championship, uh, which girls state champion from last year do you think has the best chance to repeat this year? And again, that's Morgantown, Wyoming East, and Gilmer County. Uh, you can vote on that in just a few minutes all the way through next week's show at basketballnight.com. Marcus, thank you as always. Thank you, and Ryan. And totally overdressed for this appearance. <laughs> I, I mean, come on now. I feel, I feel inadequate here. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> Had to make y'all look good. Uh, well, 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 thanks, Marcus. Always man, the glue right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, but we know you're here for scores. Time for a final check of our basketballnight.com scoreboard. We'll start, Joe, with the boys' scores. Looking for scores? Look no more. Go to basketballnight.com. It was Lincoln over Scott in the Cardinal Big Ten Challenge tonight, 59-51. It was Sharando, Virginia over Trinity, 54-44. Morgantown Mohegans, 97 over Elkins, 97-43. It was South Charleston over St. Joe, 95-65. It was the Buchanan Upshire Buccaneers over St. Albans tonight, 54-53. It was Grafton over Wayne, 68-62. Tiger Valley over Valley Wetzel, 74-51. It was Herbert Hoover over Liberty Harrison, 43-33. The Jefferson Cougars had a big win tonight over St. John's, Virginia, 76 It was Nicholas County over Roan County, 84-80. It was Buffalo, the Bisons, over Midland Trail, 59-52. Capital Cougars over Parkersburg, 69-54. It was the Seabees of Clay Battelle over the 100 Hornets, 61-29. It was Wahama falling to Eastern in Reedsville, uh, 66-47. It was Greenbrier West over Meta Bridge, 56-43. Harmon over Highland County, Virginia, 60-35. It was Independence over Liberty Raleigh, 89-36. John Marshall fell to University of Morgantown, 86-42. It was Madonna over Steubenville Catholic, 53-37. The Wet Renegades of Westside over Magnolia, 79-58. James Monroe defeated Narrows, Virginia tonight, 71-38. It was Princeton over Mountview, 50-44. Bluefield defeated Pikeview, 75-37. And Richwood over Sherman, 73-63. It was Riverview over Mercer Christian, 49-37. 
it was George Washington over Riverside, 73-39. Spring Mills over Hampshire, 75-48. Spring Valley defeated Cabell Midland, 77-48. It was St. Clairsville, Ohio over Brooks, 62-42. It was uh, Greater Beckley Christian over the Summers County Bobcats, 60-52. Bishop Donahue defeated Valley Fayette 67 to 61 and it was Tulsa defeating the Van Bulldogs 83 to 80. James has a check of our girls scores tonight. The Union Tigers defeating Moorfield 54 to 38. The South Charleston Black Eagles defeating Wyoming East 54 to 45 in the loss. Jazz Blankenship 21 points for the Wyoming East. Warriors. It's Allegheny out of Virginia defeating Independence 69 to 36. The Cameron Dragons fall in defeat to the Valley Wetzel Lady Lumberjacks 47 to 38. Call them Lumberjills. Yeah, the Lumberjills. <laughs> That's correct. Notre Dame fighting Irish defeating Doddridge County 48 to 29. Petersburg Vikings over Pendleton County, 61-30 on the girls' side. East Hardy defeating Pocahontas County, 45-29. Bridgeport Indians winners tonight. They move to 2-2 on the season as the Lady Indians defeat Williamstown, 78-58. Frankfurt gets the rivalry win. The Lady Falcons defeat the Golden Tornado of Kaiser, 68-62. Mingo Central in the county win over Tug Valley, 55-14. Morgantown, 54. Brook, 29. The Mohegans back on the plus side of 50-50. Move to 3-2 on the season. Pikeview Panthers defeat Oak Hill, 66-37. The Preston Knights victorious over Fort Hill, Maryland, 58-52. The Greenbrier East, Lady Spartans, 80, Riverside, 44. So another win for the Lady Spartans on the season. They moved to 6-1. The Shady Spring Tigers defeat Liberty Raleigh, 46-32. Ritchie County Rebels defeat South Harrison, 52-21. Tulsa Rebels and Rick Marone victorious, 51-31 over the Elkins Tigers. Sissonville, an 85-29 victory over Grafton. Midland Trail defeating Liberty Harrison 49-19. And Parkersburg South, 6-2 on the season. They move to as they defeat Ripley 52-37. That is your BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. For all the scores, visit BasketballNight.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. And you can get all that information that's updated every day of the week even on Sundays, even though there aren't games on Sundays. The games from Saturday night that we don't find out till Sunday get updated on the website. That is your one-stop shop for everything in high school basketball, boys and girls in the state of West Virginia. Guys, as we get to a close here, something I do want to go over the schedule real quick for tomorrow for the Big Ten Cardinal challenge since there are so many of those games in concentrated locations 15 games total between the boys and girls portions of that shootout the boys games at robert c bird tomorrow at 11 a.m lewis county takes on nitro philip barber plays winfield at 12 30 at two o'clock it's robert c bird and logan at 3 30 bridgeport and mingo central 
at 5 o'clock. East Fairmont plays Sissonville. North Marion and Polka at 6.30. And Fairmont Senior plays Chapmanville Regional at 8. Girls action starts at 8 o'clock in the morning at East Fairmont High School. Robert C. Bird against Herbert Hoover. Lewis County and Nitro play at 9.45. At 11.30, it's North Marion and Sissonville. One fifteen, Philip Barber against Logan. Winfield takes on East Fairmont at 3. Bridgeport and Chapmanville Regional at 4.45. At 6.30, Lincoln takes on Polka. And at 8.15, it will be Fairmont Senior taking on Wayne in the nightcap of that one. Guys, anything that comes to mind here on this second basketball Friday night in West Virginia? That's a lot of basketball with just in a few miles. I mean, you really think about it. So, Hey, got a quick question for you, Ron. Have you ever heard of a basketball coach who actually retired – but he still has his own radio show? No. No, I can't think of Alan Hatcher. <laughs> Poor Zach. He he gets he gets left out in the cold this year. But the but they actually expanded his show and it's going to be a regional show instead of just a Logan Wildcat show on WVOW. I just threw it in nine thirties on Saturday morning. So uh, the Alan Hatcher show. The Alan Hatcher show. Wow. Just keeps growing down there. <laughs> it, it does. And you could actually come in and have a cup of coffee with Alan if you if you go down there to the McDonald's and uh, no, it's actually at the studio. It's the studio this yeah. year. Well, they used to do it at the McDonald's right. and uh, tried to go in and have a cup of coffee with Alan one day. With him and Justin Turner it didn't go over real well. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those those rare Friday nights that we had throughout the course of the season where really we're looking more forward to Saturday. There were some excellent games out there tonight, including that overtime win. Um, tonight in uh, oh I lost it there already the overtime win for Greenbrier West over Meadow Bridge when they outscored Meadow Bridge 13-0 overtime I thought that was a, a really good game while East girls dropping to 1-5 and five. But they're going to be better than that Morgantown gets above 500 on the girls side they're 3-2 and two. should be a lot of fun throughout the course of the season for James Barker for Joe Linville and the entire basketball Friday night in West Virginia crew I'm Ryan Epling good, good night, night everyone Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved.